Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out and use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News and the Graphics Group for their support and, of course, the pals over on Patreon. We cannot thank you guys enough. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. You guys are really what keeps this ship afloat. Head on over to patreon.com slash blackflagpodcast to become a pal today. For just $4.69 a month, you get some monthly giveaways, some merchandise discounts, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls we are back in the solero commerce compound as always i am charlie sanborn you are bradley saucier and you are bobby timmons together we're all at black flag pod uh individually we have all of our own shit you hear that every week i'm not gonna do it this time but uh this is gonna be the theme of 2022 i believe the three of us were in three completely separate locations all weekend long um, all of which I believe were participating in some form of NASCARing slash auto racing slash race caring slash fabricating slash driving slash <coughs> spectating questionable so, life decisions. Yeah, spending money that we don't have to uh, drive hours to racetracks to entertain thousands of people that we don't know to get wrecked by somebody to turn around and do it all over again. Um, so yeah, Bob, uh, did you do Flappy Bird things? What'd you do? Yeah, pretty low key weekend. Um. Just worked on shit in the shop. I'm I'm getting pretty burned out of working on race cars and not not getting to play race cars. So pretty excited to get back at it this week. Hopefully I still remember how to fire that thing up and turn left at a relatively high rate of speed. Um, yeah, I didn't really do shit. Watch, did you said uh, you work on the big one or the little one? Um, Dad worked on the big one Saturday. I was wrapping up some shit for the small one on Saturday. I had Stafford going on the TV both days. Um, Sunday we got the small block car. On the ground, everything bolted to it. It looks like a race car. The tires are that nice shade of like blue brown from sitting all year. Can't wait to practice on those because there's no other fucking options. But uh, yeah, a couple of you know, one night of setup, one night of cleaning my trailer out, get everything loaded up, and uh, ready to rock and roll at Star Speedway for their season opener this Saturday night. From the 350 Super Modifieds presented by Night Owl Creations. Yeah, that uh, that brown blue haze isn't gonna really give you much yeah, they, information. They make chemicals to fix that, and I might indulge in that just so I don't die in hot laps. <laughs> but either way, I don't even give a fuck anyway. I'm just gonna lose to Jeffrey Battle anyway. So wow, all right, that's at a least, spirit, Bob. Yeah, at least you said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, yeah. So we uh, we raced at Wiscasset this past weekend, uh, opening day for Group One. Uh certainly not in Kansas anymore. That is for sure. Uh, place is not Beechridge. Uh, Literally at all, in any way whatsoever. It's paved and it has four left-handers. That's about it. That's the only similarity is that it is paved and has four corners. Um, it's, you're just you're on you're up on the wheel the whole time. 
and the track's very rough. It's very fast. Uh, it, as far as I'm concerned, even the best of drivers can't do the same lap twice in a row there. Just that's the, the nature of the beast there. Uh, we had a really fast car. Uh, I was happy with it. Matt, Matt did a lot of good work this, this, this off season and put a setup in it. That was pretty quick. Um, went out for the third practice. We were quickest out of 22 cars. So wasn't really upset about that. Um, caused a bit of a scene in the tech shack before we went racing. That's the least surprising thing I've heard about your weekend so far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So when you have to tell the tech guy how to read his own rule book, they don't particularly care for the outcome when they are wrong. Um, We we built this door exit exhaust in the car. Um, It says you have to have a muffler, which it does. Uh, It says it's supposed to point towards the racetrack. I ignored that part. Uh, But nowhere (laughs) in the rule book does it say that you cannot have a door exit exhaust. Beatridge, it very specifically, explicitly says, like in big bright letters, you cannot have this. So, naturally, I showed up with one. I was one of three cars that showed up with one. Uh, So, in the tech area, they said that if anybody shows up with that door exit exhaust again, they are going to put it back on the trailer and they're not going to race. So, I'm just really curious as to what they're going to do with the pro stocks that have it and the, the... weekly pass mods that all run that so uh that'll be fun but anyway uh we go out there like i said quickest in the third practice so i'm pretty happy with it uh we drew a 12 for pill draw which put us third in the third heat somehow uh started third that's not a denomination of oh i guess unless not every number got picked there was only three heats too so i didn't really understand the if every number got picked you should have been fourth in the third heat but if not every number got picked i don't know how they did it but I just worked there. Uh, so anyway, or somebody might have taken tail too. I don't know. I like I like getting tail. <laughs> uh, no, I started third in the third heat. <laughs> got to second right away. Um, this is going to lead directly into my weapon of the week as well too. Uh, eight laps into the first heat race of the year for us. Uh, we brought a beautiful race car as far as I'm concerned. Very pretty looking race car. Uh, Brandon Bailey, whoever the fuck that kid is, 47 Super Street. Um, strides just outright moving me out of the way, which I just, I don't put up with that. So I just kept it on the bottom, tried to make him get around me. He finally grew a set of balls to go to the outside, put it to the outside and just absolutely molested the right side of my race car. That's street stock racing, baby. Eight laps into the first heat race of the year. So, uh, the entire door, did, did he win? Uh, no, he did not yeah. at did all. You he win? didn't even get around me. No, no. Wow. <laughs> yeah. so it was worth it. I mean, you, you made it eight <laughs> laps. That's pretty long into the season. Yeah, yeah, it, it completely molested the whole I race. I mean, it, it's going to end up looking like that anyway. So I know, but I get it I, out of the way. I at least wanted a heat race out of the fucking thing, but <laughs> no, he, he caved the whole fucking right side of the door in the whole quarter panel. Damn near ripped that exhaust piece that we're talking about. Right out of the door. He's he work for. He's just helping you out. <laughs> <He's working> in, <laughs> yeah, apparently he's he working in the tech. tech shed. He knows um, you're gonna have to change that door anyway because it has a big hole in it. Uh, so he just figured he'd help you out. And those that are not familiar with Wiscasset Speedway, it's a big racetrack. It's a it's a pretty wide racetrack. And I gave him all of three grooves to the right side. So I was I was more just kind of baffled and confused than anything. So it is what it is. I I finished second in the heat race. Tiger Colby just walked away with the heat race. He was really really quick, and. uh go to the tech and hit one of his inbred fucking crew guys is sticking his finger in my window hooting and hollering and screaming and ho- so you said it, it wasn't 
you're not in Kansas anymore. It sounds like you're right in the middle of Kansas. Well, I I was just I'm like I don't even know what I did at this point. Like I I'm just driving a race car, holding second position on the bottom, and he wanted the top, middle, and bottom groove all at the same time. And that guy started pointing fingers at me, and I said, "Hey, just so you guys know, uh, you got one of their inbred crew guys just causing a scene there. Oh, we'll take care of it. All right, fine. So, did you ask him what number car he drives? Yeah, I, I didn't. I, that's I wasn't fa- that quick That's my, on my favorite feet, thing but... to do to to ask guys who clearly are not drivers. Hey, but what you know, what car do you drive? Yeah, uh, they love that. Well, he the the driver himself didn't have the balls to say or do anything anyway. So uh, I just went back to my pad. Thomas can be. Hopefully, which listens is, to the show. I I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> just trying to get listeners up. <laughs> but me, well, uh, well, he knows what podcast it is because he fucking hit the sticker yeah, on the side it, of his car. <laughs> yeah, the fucking the, the biggest black flag podcast logo quite possibly ever was damn near in his driver's seat. So. <laughs> Uh, there's no way he didn't see it. But, Subscribe, uh, rate, review, <laughs> tell your friends. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and me, very unlike me, after this happens, I usually, I, I like, I get baited pretty quickly into stuff like that. I just pulled right in, calm as could be. Didn't matter. It, it, I didn't give a shit. I was bummed out that the whole right side of the car got fucking ripped off. But anyway, we we started uh, sixth in the the feature because of that. Again, pretty pretty happy with the car. I thought we were going to have a decent run. And uh, about, I don't know, 10, eh, probably 15, 20 laps into it, I uh, went into turn one, and I turned the wheel left, and the car said, no, we're going straight. Uh, broke a right front tie rod. That's a problem. Broke a right front tie rod going into one, which um, we're very lucky we don't have to build a brand new race car. Um, so I somehow didn't fucking take the wall down, uh, limped it back into the pits. Guys kind of scabbed it back together. Went back out there. We're four laps down. Um, thought we might have picked a couple p- spots up. I guess we didn't. I, I thought we were only a couple laps down, but I guess we were four. So uh, well, finished. It takes, it takes four laps just to drive to your pit stall and back out at Wisconsin because oh the pits yeah. are so far away from the racetrack. Yeah, it's it's. It, there was a lot of race cars there, and it was it, it was weird because. Again, very used to going to Beechridge. You're all kind of on top of each other there. The, the the you can see the whole pit area. You know exactly who's there. But at Wiscasset, there could be fucking fifty cars around the other <laughs> yeah, side like of the I track. Bet, and you I'm don't willing even know. to bet the night that I race there and you race there, I don't see you all night. Probably not because they're down in us, that lower. Yeah, they put area. us down in the fucking the Grand Canyon. That's gonna be a night. What what's that date again? July thirtieth. It's gonna be. You're gonna be racing a Flappy Bird. Rusty's <laughs> yeah. gonna be racing a Pro Stock, and I'll be racing the Super Street. And I assume that quite well, I'm a bit. I'm racing the pace car. <laughs> Brad, yeah, Brad will be there with the speaker. Um, and I'm going to do something to give away four tickets to that race that night. I got one four tickets a couple weeks ago to any event at Wiscasset, so I'm going to make it so you have to use them that night and come watch us tip shits race. Yeah, and, that'll be and good. And drink with Brad because all of his friends are going to be race carring. So, <laughs> well, I don't know that it's legal to drink at Wiscasset, is it? You can have soda. It wasn't at no. Beechridge either, but uh, they very much had there a tavern. Is a, there is a bar <laughs> right down the street from Wiscasset. Yeah, it looks like it used to be someone's garage at their residential home, but <laughs> still a bar. Whatever, yeah, that'll do. Uh, so yeah, kind of a disappointing way to start off the season, uh, especially since we're points racing. There's only 12 shows, so that's a pretty big hole to kind of start off in. But finished 20th out of 22 cars, so not last. Uh, we're gonna go back and probably start up front and see what happens in two weeks. Can you soak there? Or no. Uh, you can soak race-used tires. You cannot <clears throat> soak a brand new tire. But there's plenty of people there that don't even touch them. I know that I, I believe the carrots never even touched their tires yeah, yeah. with soak, and they're always pretty quick there. So. I'm not too worried about that. That's a whole other fucking project and science in and of itself, and I don't know that it's super 
I don't know. It is an added chore. It's, it, it's yeah. only fun when you're not allowed to do it. And when you when you feel like you have to do it, it's just a it, chore. I, I just I don't understand the thought process of well, there's a high durometer rule. It's like yeah, but you're just you're opening up a giant can of worms with you get doing it so it that guys can instead of throwing you know thinking they have to buy brand new tires, they can take a used one and soak it, and make it good. But everybody, what do you what are you allowed? One a week up there? Two a week? Well, one I believe. Yeah. One. Yeah, I mean, everybody's buying their one anyway. Yeah, so. just just buy your one tire, and but you're just eliminating that conversation altogether if you don't do that. And if everybody's buying one tire anyway, <clears throat> everybody's on the same program anyway. It doesn't make a difference if you're using that or not, as far as you know, fairness standpoint. So, I think that's a silly rule, but I don't run the racetrack, so I just I just it's play a double edged sword. They're trying to yeah. get guys to save money, which. Yes, it does, but at the same time, it's just something else that it, you need to be good at. On I mean, it of. saves you money, so you don't have to buy tires, but you still got to go and buy a gallon of it and then spend you know fucking all week doing it. So, how much does it realistically save you? But no, uh, the Wiscasset Speedway has done a fantastic job too. That place, every time I go there, there is an improvement of some sort. Um, apparently, you can rent golf carts there too. Fifty bucks did that. Save Found out Matt. what I'm racing on July 30th. <laughs> uh, rent yourself a golf cart. Did that. Save Matt a, a lot of walking because he was doing my car and uh, little Jacoby's doing the uh, the the Allison Legacy cars, whatever they call them. Four cylinder pro stock. Yeah, those deals. Um, ran his first race in the only other Pontiac Grand Prix in the pit area. I made sure of that. And because those things went extinct <laughs> in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he, they they had a pad like on the other side of fucking East Jesus, and that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, and we were right where the pit gate was. So I'm like, that's gonna kill Matt. So got him a golf cart, which I've never seen that as an option before in the pit area, and still just twenty dollars to get in. Um, you know, it's it was a good field, good field of cars all around. Uh, place was packed too. I the thousand, a couple thousand people anyway in, the, in the stands and. Uh, the pit area is full. Everybody's right up against the fence. So it was, it was a good, very good turnout. Very happy to see that. Was Cassett's doing a lot of good things. Um, Amy Harrop with Chasing the Checkers working there too, doing all the race recaps. So uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff going on at Wiscasset. Uh After that, went to Oxford on Sunday. Uh, was going to watch that program because Nate, friend of the program, Nate Barth, was going to run a Mad Bomber race where he didn't even make it out of practice before the one of the connecting rods decided to exit the race car. So. Oil, oil pan failure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Failed to contain all the parts and fluid of the engine. So so we went up Sunday just to watch that program, too. A lot, I mean, there was 11 sports series cars there, too. So some of them are coming out of the woodwork, so it's going to be a building year, I think, for, for Oxford and that division. And um, there's a shitload of pro stocks. I think 22 pro stocks showed up for just a weekly show. Uh, Max Cookson won both his heat and feature, so he's batting a thousand in a super late model so far. <clears throat> yeah, we had a lot of pals get wins this weekend, which was good to see. Max being one of them, you know, obviously Max, uh, rookie, first ever start. That's pretty unheard of to win at that caliber in your first first time out. Yeah, but... and, and Oxford's that's a stout group of cars too. It's not yeah, like it's, a, just... it's a tough track to get a hold of. You know, Max works hard. He aligns himself with the right people and he's got all the right places, you know, pieces in in place and. Uh, Super late models is more than just driving them, so obviously like Max is a good enough driver to win, but you need the car too, and he uh, he did a good job. Yeah, he rolled uh, that thing right out of the box, and he uh he was I I bust his balls because he uh he went and tested like one time, so now I ask him every day. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, we, how'd we test? How'd we get test today? We getting more speed out of it?" And he was getting irritated with me, but he was like, "But you gotta come help me." And like, Max, you don't. I, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Hold your hold your gloves for you while you get belted <laughs> in? Because I literally am trying to forget everything that I ever knew about a super late model and. I assume he he asked enough people to come help that he eventually got Jason Ricker and Kevin Nobley and 
some of those guys that are pretty fucking smart to help him out along the way, and it paid off for him, so it was good to see. Yeah, Kyle D'Souza got second, yep. so uh, another <coughs> good run for him. I think he's built on last year as well, It's too, almost so. like Jason Ricker knows what he's doing. Yeah, almost. <laughs> um, I can't remember who got third. I believe <coughs> Kurt Gary. Yes, me. yes, that's true. Uh, sports series race, it was uh, Frank Frankie Ware Frank, came out. Frank Ware, Rick Thompson, and Smitty. Yep, Smitty got third. Smitty, none too happy with the old 85 car. Uh, went to set it out to the outside, and the 85 just did a I-10 now. And uh, uh, Kenny Harrison. Kenny Harrison, yeah. Um, so there's some uh, duking it out on the racetrack there. Smitty had a really fast race car, fell back to like fifth or sixth after that happened, and just drove back around everybody to get up to third. He was probably going to get at least second damn near win that race if that hadn't happened. So he was a little bummed out, but still brought home a trophy and – uh, Uncle Smithers did pretty good. Did uh, Smitty chase him around the racetrack and try to wreck him three times and miss all three times? Uh, he did not do that. No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Right. He, uh, he, did get to, he did get to victory lane, though, and uh, very much just ignored the cameras altogether and just was like, I don't want to fucking be here. So Why, Brad? Who did that? Uh, I believe that that was Richard Spaulding. Yeah. Yeah. To, to <laughs> Kenny Harrison, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Oxford, again, another shitload of people there. Um, yeah, I saw some pictures. Looked like a decent little crowd. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're going to get the, oh, stands look empty, which the place holds 30,000 Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to get that, so. and you're going to get the people bitching about car counts. And and listen, if, if you're one of those people that bitch about car counts, but you don't own a car and you don't drive a car, you don't really have any room to say, like, yeah, there was some divisions that were pretty low on car, on car counts. There wasn't, other than super late models, every class had 11 or less, which obviously is not ideal, but... It's fucking April. Like people will like the new Thunderstock division. Yeah, it only had three. It's a new division. I was I was uh, not. I was surprised to see it was Cassett, the Super Street division. There was twenty two cars, seven or eight of which were Beechridge cars, though. So yeah. I was like, where are, where did all the weekly guys go? Because they they usually had about that on a weekly show anyway. So I'm sure we're gonna get some more cars. Yeah, I mean they got the thirty year, something so. signed up for that class and. Um, Seemed like what was the the four banger deal there at Wiscasset? They had a fair amount. Oh, that I don't know. I think that there was. I think there was quite a, a few. Yeah, that was a good amount. Friend of the program, Brandon Lazat, probably still wearing his fire suit. Finished fourth. I saw. <laughs> he was wearing it after the race. Like, <laughs> I love Brandon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, it's 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 good to see though. I mean, it's it's been very welcoming. Um, <clears throat> it, it, which is what you need. I mean, you got a lot of race cars out there still. There's plenty of cars in garages still. Um, that need to hit the racetrack, and there's plenty of homes for them to go. So, uh, don't be afraid. I mean, Wiscasset was, you know, super gracious with you know opening you know, open arms to everybody that didn't have a home, uh, us included. So, uh, happy we're going there. Uh, I'd like to get a shot at Oxford too. Uh, that looked pretty fun. Uh, that looked more kind of our speed with the Beechridge deal. It's a little bit similar tracks. So. Yeah, that seemed like it was almost all Beechridge guys. Um, yeah. Other than you had Rick Thompson, he's a street stock guy from up there. I was actually surprised to see him. What there? Yeah, that car was a street stock. Probably not much difference, honestly. No. Like you could probably mix the two classes together and make the sportsman weigh a little bit more. I think it. But, I think it was just a leaf spring car with a, a yeah. built center section, which is yeah. essentially what Frank's car is too. So, right. Um, he had, yeah. Had, um, <coughs> Robbie Harrison was up there running. Todd Libby. Nick Robbie Bolton. Harrison's car looks sick. It looks it like the old Hardy's sick. car. <clears throat> Nick Bolton technically wasn't a Beechridge guy, but they were going to race at Beechridge. Like, yeah, it's a Beechridge car. car. Same with Mike Sanford. Yeah. Like, he, he's a Beechridge guy, but he had just bought the car, owned it for one night, raced it once, and Beechridge got sold. Like Colby Missouri, same thing. It was yeah, Cassidy. Yeah. He bought that thing, right. ran it, what, once? And I then, think like, he ran it four or five times. But They're like, oh, just kidding. We don't have a racetrack anymore. So it's like, oh, cool. That's sick. I guess um, while we're still on the local kick, a uh, couple more winning pals. Dylan Billadou picked up the win in the street stocks at the Bunny Brawl Star. Happy for Dylan. He uh, The start of that race, so 
the uh, there was the Bunny Brawl, 50 lap street stock. There's probably 16 or 18 cars. Good little field. You know, uh, Adam Lovejoy was up there running. Brian Caswell, another former Beatridge guy, he made the move to star. Justin Travis was on the pole, and they had like a I guess what do they call the honorary green flag waiver? <laughs> I don't know what the correct <laughs> term is, but like. like like a, a, oh. a guest to throw the initial green flag of oh, the what race. what is that called? I can't There's think. a name for it. I know. There's a specific. Guest starter. Like Grand Marshal. Grand Marshal. Uh, that's the, but that's oh, the that's person like that says, gentlemen, start your engine. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I feel like that. I feel like they just use that term for both, no? Yeah. Well, well, either way, regardless, you know what I'm talking about. They, don't, they had a little girl there, uh, had to have been four or five years old, waving the green flag to start the street stock race. Did it end up on the racetrack, Bob? No. It, <laughs> she just, she's five years old and a little girl and didn't exactly wave the green. Like, it kind of got balled up and she was trying well the guy leading the race now they don't run uh radios and they don't run mirrors in the street stocks so the guy leading just comes off the two turn and throws it in park and the guy on the outside <laughs> pole throws it in park and now the whole field smashed into each other adam lovejoy went from like 16th to the lead i think sick and the whole field just fans out like five wide how it wasn't like a legitimate wreck those guys bouncing off each other but it wasn't like an actual crash and they come back around and then they throw the yellow and, so, no, and, and nobody knew what the hell was going on until Caitlin Osborne posted the video of the race today. And Justin, the guy that uh, started on the poll, was like, yeah, I thought it was a lazy green. I didn't think we were getting the green. I thought it was a false start. You still go, though. So he come off a two and said, oh, it was just a false start. So he checked up thinking they were going to go yellow. And, and everyone's like, well, that makes sense because we were all confused. And Adam Lovejoy was like, I thought the same thing, but I didn't see any yellow lights. So I was still thinking. <laughs> Yeah, even even if you're the leader though, you still gotta go just so that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, and I and I think he realized that he probably fucked up and, <laughs> and will never do that again. But uh, that was always sketchy at Beechridge because you come off a two and there, it gets pretty narrow pretty quick. At not that it matters anymore, but coming off a two, you come up the to that wall, warehouse and yeah. they would they do a lazy <laughs> yeah, green the, where the they just kind of <laughs> they just kind of drop it or didn't do anything anyway. But everybody's barreling off into basically the funnel down the backstretch, yeah. and then they would throw the lights on and everybody fucking throws it in park. And you're yeah. like, oh my god. So that was funny. I didn't have time to watch the entire race, but happy for Dylan to get the win in uh, his number 02. That's a Jimmy Storrs pretty was decent little car. He's done pretty good with that one, hasn't he? Yeah, he uh, he's he's a lot like me. He shines early, <laughs> has, has success early in the year. But uh, well, hopefully, I do the opposite because that was not fun. And then uh, one more other. I have a note of winning pals. Uh, Joe Bell won at Richmond or uh, LST Motorsports Park. In Wasn't the it just practice? Jam cards. No, they did their first race on Sunday. Oh, they did. Yeah, good he, for Joseph. Yeah, he beat uh, other friend of the program, Adam Jocelyn. They were one two in the uh, whatever they were called. <laughs> their senior champ cards. So, so Adam Adam's been helping me. He he showed up to the practice uh, last week. He showed up opening day on Saturday. First words out of his mouth. He's like, "Man, I hit the wall." I was like, "At Richmond?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "The wall is not anywhere near the racetrack at Richmond. How the hell did you do that?" Oh, he buried it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I, "I don't know. I, I overcorrected." And just, boom! I'm like, "That dude, I've done that too." But that, I, I went to the hospital. Yeah, that at, least, <laughs> at least he didn't have to get med flighted out of it like you did. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, that's going to be a cool little deal, too. I think with the the Richmond and Bartlett working together, that's going to be fun. And Yeah, that'll definitely be cool. They got a pretty big event coming this weekend. It was supposed to be last fall that got uh, rained out and rescheduled. I don't know the exact details, um, but it's supposed to be a big event. Money race for the senior champ carts. Um, Steve Perry putting all that on, LST Motorsports Park. I'm still going to call it Richmond. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Richmond it's for Richmond. me. But. Uh, no, I think that that's going to be cool to see how uh, – I mean, Steve's always been good to work with – 
um, very other good promoter. Yeah, he's always yeah. been a good promoter. Always draws good car counts those races. So, and uh, in conjunction with Bartlett, I mean, Bradley and I are going to be the announcers now, and uh, you're going to still be waving the flags. And I think yeah. Rusty's still going to be getting yelled at in turn three. So, yeah. uh, we're going to have and Jess are going to be my proverbial punching bags. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually going to have all of BFP working at uh, Bartlett on Fridays here coming up. So that'll be a good time. Uh, Bradley will have to give you a, a beer or two to loosen you up. Yeah, I um so truthfully, like I was looking at my calendar today and like I've definitely talked to you and Bobby at separate times about like, oh yeah, like I'm like I'm I'm in and like talked to Bobby one time when it was just him and I that went to Buffalo Wild Wings and he's like, Well if you want to do it, like uh, you're doing it because like I'm I'll basically just make that call for you and I was like, Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I they give us in. like they give us yeah. creative liberty to do whatever like, we I want. Like I penciled it into my calendar for sure and like but I hadn't heard anything until you just said that, so now I know that I actually am. Oh yeah, no, so you're hired. Yeah, that's you're hired. It's great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good to know because um, I think everything starts in like what two, th- two, three May, weeks. May thirteenth is opening mm. night. They've had a couple practices um, already, but May thirteenth is the official opening night. It'll be Jeremy <laughs> DeCourcy Memorial Night. Yeah, um, I think uh, Nate Barth has a little surprise. Yeah, uh, so that'll be yep. cool. Uh, he'll that'll hit the racetrack, but yeah, all of BFP is going to be running Bartlett. Bartlett Bridge, which is uh, wild, honestly. Uh, so we'll see how many people we can get yelled at this year. I think. Yeah, that's cool. I'm excited. I got a, obviously a lot to learn. I got some uh, legitimately big shoes to fill with Jeremy because apparently he walked around and got notes and stuff, and I don't know that I um, know much about many people that race there. I haven't been there probably since I raced, which is probably five or so years ago. Uh, usually, I just stay late at work on Fridays, either if I'm not going to uh, either Lee or uh, Stafford. So. Um, yeah, good way to get me out there is to um, just work so there. Pay you, know? you and tell you you can drink. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but like I, I uh, when I was a kid, I definitely wanted to be an announcer, and then like I ran into like anxiety and depression stuff like that. So like it was just uh, a lot of uh, life turns, I guess. But it, it all came, it, you know, comes to a head now, and uh, gonna be uh, doing that with Charlie. That's Being cool, a race so. announcer is fun because you are kind of like you're just putting a little box. Like and yeah. once you once you like I I was nervous as shit the first time I ever announced at Beechridge. Like I'm like, uh, uh, and then like after like the first race, you're like I can't see anybody. Nobody yeah. can see me. They can hear me, but mm, right, I, I can I, hear me too. But there was definitely times where I'm pretty certain that. Um, I was like invited to be a guest at Beechridge and Beechridge. I, I think I, I was very adamant. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Like I, I just don't, I don't feel right doing it. But the problem with Beechridge, I guess my problem with not doing it there is the fact that like, I actually knew everyone, like everyone that was on the racetrack. I've been going to Beechridge for, you know, decades. Um, so it would have been probably a lot easier to start and, and, you know, get one start under my belt there. But, uh, I mean, I know Joe Bell and I know Adam and you know a handful of other guys. There's a bunch of people that follow me on social media. So, um, I'm sure I'll pick it up, but it'll it, take a couple weeks. For two but... weeks, you'll know them by the cart and you won't know them at all when they're walking. Yeah. Around. It's, it's <laughs> very odd to me. Like I've had drivers that I didn't know what gender they were because like, yeah. names can go both ways. And like you see, Go-karts on the racetrack, they got helmets on. Well, genders can go both ways too, Bob. Well, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and so on, to, on the racetrack, they're just a go-kart with a number. And in a driver's meeting, it's just kids' faces. There's a million yeah. of them. I mean, I know a lot of the parents, but the kids, I don't know. They, yeah, yeah. There's, and then you're like, you're like, oh, what I thought was a boy is a girl, yeah. and vice versa. It has, it's happened multiple times. I'm like, well, oh, okay. There's a, there's a couple. There, there's like two brothers, but the carts are like pink, and they have unisex names. I thought that they were girls. The whole time. I can't remember who yeah, it is. Avery and Alex. Yeah, Avery and Alex. Avery and Alex. What's their last name? Uh, uh, Crowder Foley. Cra- yeah, Avery and Alex Crowder Foley. They have pink go-karts, 
and I, they're both unisex. I didn't, th- I never thought anything of it. I'm like, yeah, she, the, you know, her, this, that, the other thing. And people are like, those are boys. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> it's a good thing they, uh, they probably yeah. can't hear you, or at least they're not paying attention. Yeah, when they're buzzing around. Yeah, so. people are like, yeah, those are two like brothers. I'm like, like the, wow, I fucked that up for sure. That's yeah. my bad. There's uh, one, there's one speaker right behind the flag stand that I can hear pretty clearly. So mo- <laughs> most times I'll have to go in an intermission, be like, Charlie, this, 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 and this. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, fuck it, I know. Yeah, uh, that was that was the, the best part about having jeremy too is that he was he was the preparation guy as everyone knows i i am not a big preparation charlie guy. blows in five minutes before the driver's <laughs> meeting <laughs> yeah. jeremy had been there since noontime yeah jeremy had a stack of notes and we're going off of that and he's telling me this that the other time he had the points now he was full-blown andy austin with like the points and we were doing championship battles that like halfway through the season and i'm like i'm i'm gonna just talk into this microphone yeah, no no offense brad but you're He's, he was kind of irreplacible. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm very Jeremy, well. I'm very well aware of that. Jeremy was very good at what he did. I, uh, I actually we missed that little bastard. That's I have, for sure. I have a full time job. I can't be there at noon, but um, I will. I'll try to learn <laughs> on the fly as they're buzzing around there. I'll pick things up and. Uh, um, well, like I said, there's, down, the, I guess, there's the speaker right behind me, so I'll gladly uh, correct you on anything you're doing wrong, just like I do Perfect. Everybody, do to everybody else. And don't, don't worry, go-kart parents are the little league of like motorsports, so well, if you, you fuck up, they'll yell at you. Yeah, oh, I know. Well, yeah. you can't tell parents this is why they should hit their children. Like, of course they're going to get mad at you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, the, the, I think the world has a discipline problem. I so. do, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and who am I to say? Because I'm pretty sure I told a group of 12-year-olds last year that when they grow up, no one's going to give a shit about their go-kart trophies. The, and then looking back in hindsight, that no, you, that needed to be said. That needed to be said. A thousand percent. <laughs> Which I had a couple parents say, yeah, we agreed. But also, like to me, I'm like, those were like 11 and 12-year-old kids. Yeah, like, yeah. I When I was 11 and 12-year-old, Yes, the go-kart trophy was the most important thing in the world. Now yeah. that I'm 30 and I literally just look at them and go, oh, I got to throw these away someday. Yeah, same. Like, I've got, a, I don't <laughs> know, what, 40 fucking paperweights down here that's like, oh, cool. They're, yeah, they were cool when I was nine, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you, can't, that one. you can't uh, can't please everyone. So No, uh, and that gonna... is something you will very quickly realize. Yeah, no matter what you say, you're going to piss off at least one person. Oh, the good news is after a couple of beers, I, I don't take really anything seriously. So um, it'll be good. Yep. Bob can come in and yell at me, and I'll be like, "Well, I won't yell at you guys necessarily because <laughs> no. like, you guys are like doing the show. We're doing like the racing. Like it's yeah, two yeah, different yeah. avenues. But boy, Rusty and Jess, uh, they get it. Oh, they get it bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Je- th- that's one thing. I I actually had to yell at somebody because the the way that that uh, booth is set up, it's like half the announcers' booth with like a room inside of a room, and then the other half is scoring where Jess does all that. Her job sucks. Like yeah, she, most miserable job. There. She she has a thankless position, but she's very good at what she does. Um, it, every night, never fails. She's getting screamed at by somebody, and it's not even her call 99% No, of the she's time. just the first line in the chain yeah. because you have to give your transponder back at the end of the night. So nine times out of ten, you know, when the division races early in the night, they don't get to me, they don't get to Rusty. So they get to Jess first, and they scream at Jess, and I've definitely told parents, like, hey, stop fucking screaming at Jess. She's not doing anything other than yeah. telling me who's lined up where under caution. My favorite of the parents, like, <laughs> go running out onto the racetrack. Like, uh, that's, oh, that we had makes that sense. happen a couple times last yeah, year. Yeah, that, that shit needs to stop, because you're not going to do that on a big track. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's how you get ejected immediately. I am certainly excited to commentate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to those two moments, or however many moments that that happens this yeah. year. That was one of the times I screamed at Rusty. I saw a parent come out because there's a gate and the rule is you're not allowed to go past the fence that's the pit area the pit area is all fenced in you cannot but you drive like an access road out and around out onto the racetrack and i saw this parent coming up the access road to yell at rusty i'm like hey rusty turn around um 
And they went on for like a lap or two. And I'm like, I'm on the radio going, Rusty, tell him to get the fuck back. Like you're now you've got your back to the racetrack under green. And he's not listening to me. And I threw a caution and I was like, Rusty, who was that? Don't worry about him. Like, no, who like, who was that? I'm throwing their fucking kid off for for that. Like we cannot absolutely cannot have parents, you know, doing that shit. And Rusty's fucking yelling at me and I'm yelling at him. He, Told me that he took my. He said, "You're taking this job too seriously." I says, "Good, take put your headset down. I'll find someone to take your fucking job." Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody <laughs> has to do it. Because, I mean, you you also have kind of a thankless job too, but uh, it's one of those well, deals they, where they thank us with a paycheck. That's I, what I tell everybody. Yeah, but it's it's one of those deals too where like it, they're not going to get it until you punish the kid for their actions, and then well, and it's, then it's gonna. It, it is tough because obviously you don't. You know, no one thinks their kid did anything wrong. Like, well, so they, you have to do. Yeah, you have to be the mediator, but also like, I can't. This is gonna come to a surprise to some of you, but I have a temper, and I don't deal with people that yell at me very well. But I, this this go kart deal has like made me mature as an adult because I get people every night. I mean, I there's like a certain section of grandstands. I think they're my haters club because they're <laughs> always yelling at me, and I can hear them, and I just yeah, whatever. And you're dealing with angry parents every week, and I just no, I understand. Like, I I get where you're coming from, and Bob has a temper. Oh my god! Just kidding. Everyone saw that on Racing America last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's funny though. It's like if they want to complain, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who are you talking about, Bob? Why do you think I went to the gym this winter? <laughs> I might have to uh, fight my way out of that joint. <laughs> well, that's all right. Well, maybe we'll be there since we race. Was it every? Uh, do we race on opposite weekends? Um, my schedule is kind of fucky. Like I, I race this coming weekend, and then I have a weekend off, and then I race two weekends in a row and then i have it off and then i race four weeks in a row and then it's like every other week after that oh but. all right well then totally disregard everything i was about to say well you can come this saturday <clears> night <throat> anyway hey very well may that sounds like a good time maybe we'll be at star what what was the plan did we have a plan for this weekend that oh, i'm going to dover save it for the end of the show <laughs> dover right right, yeah. right 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 well uh i mean we we've touched on our stuff you went to stafford bradley how was this I did. how was the 50th annual spring sizzler well the greatest race in the history well, of spring truthfully you're just never going to have a bad time going to stafford so uh i looked at my schedule last year there was a few guys that might have had a bad time this <laughs> well, yeah yeah i mean uh, i i will i mean if if any of us three showed up um we we would have uh had a had a good time but so i looked at my calendar um and i kind of like like charlie uh, unlike charlie i guess i'm a more uh calculated and scheduled so i have like the next three months mapped out of where i'm going to be and what i'm going to be doing um dover was a late addition and i basically came to the conclusion that if i'm going to sit in a car for that long um i'm not going to travel anywhere for at least a couple weeks after that so um and by not travel i mean um there's probably going to be a week that i don't go to a racetrack but i think when i come back from um uh when i come back from dover i'm going to go to oxford the next weekend which is basically just it's not traveling in my opinion um at least basically on based on what i have been doing but if you don't cross three state lines it's not traveling. yeah right <laughs> so so stafford is a hall uh, i went there like seven or eight times last year and it's just it's super expensive um and so I, but, but i wanted to make the most of the sizzler because the sizzler was the event that i've been looking forward to since it was really announced so um yeah, I, I went down Friday night and figured that I would just make a whole weekend out of it. Got down there pretty early. The sun was still up and everything and uh, just hung around basically the same crew that we always hang around. Um, Sire Steve and Crowley and I was over with Marcus and Marcello and a bunch of other people showed up. And then we ended up uh, over at uh, the Rocco's camper. They had had they had a uh, some guy there singing to um, uh, raise money for his kids racing career or something. Um, so doing a little bit of money over there. Um, and just, yeah, I had a good time Friday night. Wasn't too crazy. Um, the only thing that really 
I, I mean, I burnt the shit out of my shoe, which was a real bummer, but that was just because well, my feet got... Why did you stick your foot in the fire? <clears throat> well, so I, I kept... I, my, my feet were wet, and naturally, you know, when you think about wet, you think fire, dry. Zit off. So I put my foot in <laughs> the. <laughs> so I put my a hell foot, of a way to state that. <laughs> I put my foot in the fire, and like I don't mean like I did it once. I mean I did it like a fucking lot. Like it, I was over at Steve's. I was doing it. Then we went over to the Rocco's. It's and, like a Russian name, Zitoff. Yeah. So <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and I'm like, what is all over my fucking shoes? It's not what's all over my shoes. It's my shoes are literally melted. The whole side of them is. It's oh, that's not, why they were wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they yeah. were liquid. Yeah, it was rubber <laughs> melting. Um, so that was awesome. But no, I had a good time Friday, uh, obviously, and uh, I had to end the night um, going back to. Actually, I got to uh, thank uh, Carrie Rainville for bringing me back to Sean's house. Sean had left. I was staying at Sean's, um, and I didn't want to drive, so I was going to ride back with Sean while I called him, and he was already like halfway home, which was uh, awesome. So Carrie's like, yeah, I can just drop you off. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went back to Sean's went and uh, naturally got calzones and uh, insomnia cookie ice cream sandwiches like we uh, like we always do. It's, a, it's kind of a father-son thing. Um, I have a good time with that. But so... I uh, woke up pretty early. I forgot that Sean was actually uh, helping. I think he was spotting for Galco this weekend. So um, we got to we, we, after we got back to Sean's, I was like, fuck, like I'm going to end up being at the racetrack pretty late because Sean is the kind of guy that like drinks beers in the parking lot while the heats are going on and then goes in for the features. And I'm very much like a, the sun's up and I'm now up. I'm going to go to the racetrack right now and just be there all day. Um, and so I forgot Sean was working on you know, someone's car, helping someone out, I guess. So uh, we ended up getting there pretty early, which was cool, and just hung around, drank beers in the parking lot for a little bit, and uh, tried to meet up with everyone that wanted to meet up, um, you know, Saturday, and then Sunday was kind of just hanging around. I ended up sleeping in the back of my car uh, Saturday night, but uh, the racing and everything on Saturday was was uh, was good. They had the pass-through plate models there. They had um, street stonks. Um, they ran the duels and stuff. They had vintage cars. They <laughs> yeah, they had, really uh, needed limited late models. You know, big weekend, big field touring series. You know, they really. It's a good thing they had a couple of vintage car races. Yeah. That's really what the program was lacking. That's the yeah. perfect time to get up and get your hot dog. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah, so I, <clears throat> vintage I, uh, cars are the bane of my existence. I, <laughs> I love, I love, they belong in a museum. I love history. I love racing history. I love historical race cars. I love vintage race cars. I don't, I don't want to watch the WWE program of the night though. Every time where they basically pick a winner and then they're going forty miles an hour, I just don't want to watch it. Put them on display at car shows. Put them out front in the midway. Give them their own track day, like Summerfest. Like that's a yeah. good. That's a that's, great. That's, time that's a great it. time. Do not put them on fucking Sizzler Weekend or the Ollie Silva Classic at Lee or the Oxford Two Hundred and Fifty because yeah. they're always fucking there. Yeah, it take it. It always it's like a half hour chunk it's that you just, just you, you don't, don't need, need it. You just don't need you know, it. You, no, I, I, they'd be sick sitting out in the concourse. Like I'd, I'd be all about that. I enjoyed every minute of it because I let went them take, pace took the field. I went and grabbed a beer, <laughs> came back. They were still out there. It was phenomenal. And th- uh, this I had a is great time. this is coming from someone who is a, literally a director on the Maine Vintage Race Car Association board. They don't need to be part of a. You know what you guys program. don't do over there? Put out a schedule of racing events. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, before that, this is my grinds, my gears. It's actually before everything started on Saturday. Ended up, uh, got to the racetrack so early that I was like, I'm going to go get Dunkin'. So I went down to, uh, I, I had just gotten a Celsius, went and was like, I'm just going to get a bagel. Naturally, I was like, oh, I'll get a bagel and a coffee, whatever. Um, completely forgot that I had already drank a Celsius and um, was sitting in line. My total was like $6. 
and the people they were doing the pay it for the oh person behind God. you type deal. So I heard I, the lady in front I of hope me. You be ended like, it at you. No, the the lady in front of me goes, "Oh no, I got it. Like we'll, we'll keep it going." And I heard her say that, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" So I'm like looking in my mirror, like, "What's this guy working with? Was who's was this guy?" So you're in a drive-through. Yeah, you could have ended it. Yeah, well, so I'm Just like, end it. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, "What's this guy? This guy doesn't look like he's got a ton of money." I was like, oh, "He's probably fucking getting an ice water or something and a muffin." Uh, so I get to the window. Lady's like, uh, "That lady paid paid for you," and I was like, "Well, let's keep it going." And I just put ten dollars on my Dunkin' app because I was like, "Oh, like, if I have a larger than ten dollar Dunkin' order, I'm something is terribly wrong." So she's like, "Okay, um, their total is uh fourteen ninety six." I'm like, "Oh, fuck me!" All right. Uh, so I, I was like, "Oh, I have ten dollars there." And then I'm like, like reaching through my wallet. She's like, "Oh, I can just make him pay the other five. And I'm like, "Ah, that seems like even more of a scumbag move than not carrying it on." So, <laughs> yeah, they, he uh, he used a ten dollar coupon on you. Um, so yeah, <laughs> fucking, I ended up spending ten dollars more at Dunkin', which really just irked me. You're not uh, actually bad, paying bad it stuff. forward though. That's the thing. It's it to me like if somebody were to do that to me, I would end it, and then a different day at a different. Yeah, or in a different way, then do something nice for somebody because you're paying it forward. You're now just doing a stupid chain that eventually the guy that shows up there last, when there's nobody behind him, he's the one that benefits. But that uh, it's just so dumb. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit ever. Well, I hope he had a great day um, because my day started rocky. I was a little upset. Uh, that was my grinds. My like years, I don't but... need a shitty fucking bagel paid for me to feel like good about myself. I promise I have the two dollars. Oh, I promise. Dude, uh, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts isn't even good. No, it's not. Um, it's, it's the food I, isn't. Good. I go there. I go there quite. Literally, the only thing edible is a bagel. Yeah, um, bagel egg and cheese on a bagel or a plain donut because you can't all, fuck up or, a plain yeah, donut. Yeah, it's yeah. cooked bread or yeah. a chocolate stick. <laughs> Um, so I have a very extensive amount of notes from the Saturday slate. Um, I got a couple, but I, I have, figured uh, I would just bounce off of yours. I have uh, I have twenty eight stonk arca. Um, I believe that is when uh, Nicholas Hovey wrecked on the backstretch, and the, the twenty eight street, street stonk that was going through turn one and two was like, I see that you're wrecking up there. Please wait for me, <laughs> and then just arced right into him. I would like to have a um, part of that. Yes, so that that was one of my other notes, or my my only other note from Saturday. I guess Saturday kind of got out of hand because I have a pretty decent amount of notes from Sunday. Um, I have a hard time saying Alexandra, not Alexander. She's so good. And um, I literally typed that note down as I was walking down the stairs to go get a beer. And as I was walking down the stairs to get a beer, she um, put Mike Hopkins was... in the crowd with you. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> I almost caught like three or four cars, uh, very hard hits. They, if I was down in the beer line, like probably would have got shattered. Right, do you need, shrapnel, some, do you need some elaboration? I, who are you talking about? I think that Alexander, Alexander Fern. Alexandra. She's last Fern. year's uh, limited late model. <laughs> just read that. Last, last <laughs> year just got done with that. <laughs> That's why I was in my head. Yeah, and it's just because I just last year's limited late model. champion at Stafford. She, uh, Mike Hopkins, not the not the Bangor, not, not our not Mike the Bangor Hopkins. past Mike Hopkins, but a different one was leading. She ran him down. She had a better car and uh, drove underneath him and. Uh, Fired him right straight into the fence out of four. I thought that's what happened as well, and then I watched a replay, and it was very much not, if if any if anything, it was a racing deal. Um, yeah, they did come together. I, I don't think... I don't I don't place blame on either. Or I also wasn't like I have these races on in the shop, and I just wait f- to hear Ben Dodge and Kyle Ricky go ho ho ho, and then I look up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then I'm the the instant replay comes like six minutes after the wreck, yeah, so, so I don't really. Out. 
wait around for the replay. Yeah. So I just I did see that happen, but I didn't exactly see what it, started. It, did, I just, it, it looked bad at first, and I yeah. think that it ended up being a little bit, if if anything, a racing deal, but more of Mike Hopkins turning Spe- down. Speaking of the announcers, did they do out-of-car introductions for every single division? Or? So Mike no, grinds my gear no. for this week. <laughs> the driver introductions on um, yesterday's portion for the Sizzler, I, I timed it perfect. When the SK Modified race was over, I left the race shop, drove to the Hannaford, grocery shopped, and it took the perfect amount of time to walk through my front door as they were firing engines for the Sizzler. Stop. Perfect. So, so it was probably only like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Oh. It wasn't. It was not crazy. Yes, but they right. were bringing like pit equipment to the infield yeah. too and all that. But and they were rebuilding the wall for the fourth time. But the Saturday slate. <sighs> I never even got to my grinds my gears. So let me finish this <laughs> oh, okay. before I lose I thought, it. I thought the it, it wasn't. It wasn't about, you know, as I have done once before on this show, <laughs> shit all over Ben Dodge. I'm going to do it again. I don't know how well you can hear the announcers being at the racetrack. You know, cars are loud. Um, humans are loud. Beers, like make sound go away if ben dodge didn't say all of the sudden one million times <laughs> between saturday and sunday he didn't say it once to the point where even my dad goes i wonder if anything's gonna happen suddenly <laughs> just and all of a sudden it's like it wasn't all of a sudden the that's guy like, the guy started on the pole and took the lead going into one there was nothing sudden about it like how is that all of a sudden that's a classic bt2 comment uh, just, he was just as one liner into zinger. it like he watched the entire vintage car race stood in front of the tv with his arms crossed and i'm like well, I'm t- ha- half the cars were probably his at some point <laughs> <laughs> i'm fucking tig welding on the bench and i look up and i'm like dad is dialed into the vintage car race and, I'm like, what? What are you doing? You must have <laughs> had some money on it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but that was no, just uh, yeah. The, ben the, Dodge saying all of the sudden the uh, and a half the pa- okay, it's the pass race. Got to bring this up. Uh, my favorite part was how they didn't know anyone's name. Corey, <laughs> Corey Boober. I, I laughed <laughs> so fucking good, dude. They they Stop. got it. They got it right. It was a 75 lap race. They got it right one what? time. And it was the lap 72. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Swear yep. to God, Corey, Corey Boober. Corey yeah. Boober. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. And and you know what's the worst? worst part is that How like Deej when, Saha do when you're, when you're <laughs> I think I heard a Derek Hall a couple times <laughs> yes there was I guarantee I guarantee somebody you that I someone... didn't hear but uh, somebody heard, uh, claimed there was a Gabby Brown moment <laughs> I would not I would not be shocked <laughs> I would so start calling Gabe Gabby the best part ever is that I'm just I'm like I'm I'm now tuned up as the pass cars are coming up. I'm just tuned up enough that I'm like, DJ Sean. I'm announcing them as they're rolling around the racetrack. Like, Eddie li- McDonald. Starting from the outlaw. Like, everyone. <laughs> and then the first time they come around the racetrack, I hear, Corey Boober. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So get me up there. <laughs> Let me take the reins. Let's yeah, let's rip not, the Band-Aid right not, off. We'll start at Bartlett. It's not Ben Dodge or Kyle Ricky's fault. Um you know that that's not their job. They're not no, pass no. announcers, and, and but I just and I get it. It's tough. Why pass needs their own announcer? Like they need somebody yeah. that's dedicated to their. Every other series has one. Um, I'm 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 open to offers. No. Yeah, but you can't commit to every single race. No, but I bet we'd have a damn good time for the ones that we could do. Let's, <laughs> let's see if we can do the Oxford 250. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, Sign Rusty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that'll uh, that would be fucking just wild. us and Alan Deeds. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Deeds. Oh, I don't, I don't know how that well it's gonna go. Is he not a fan of us? Alan Deeds. Yeah. I think he's. A oh no, you guys. Yeah, no, he we, is. We, yeah. We yeah. So like you guys did hickory with him. Yeah, we, yeah. We've, we've we've loosely announced with him. Right? Why <laughs> I don't have ever been in a booth? I don't know why I thought he didn't like us. Uh, anyway, no. Driving car number 60 out of Center Conway, New Hampshire. It's DJ Shaw. Actually, and then he's going to look at me and go, why are you doing me? Would, <laughs> yeah, that would become a, that would absolutely yeah. become a problem. Yeah. 
Well, we're we're doing Marco and fucking yeah. Alan I'm Beats Alan Beats, the and then us. I go, and I'm also Alan Beats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alan Beats Part Two, and I'm over here as Alan Beats. <laughs> Oh, uh, I would I would love to have Alan Dietz be the announcer. Can we do can he we sure. do a four way Alan Dietz broadcast? He shuts his mic off and just says, Tom, get these motherfuckers <laughs> out of the booth. <laughs> I I love listening uh, to Alan Dietz. Absolutely oh, love it. Um but yeah, so what was it? Um Okay, so the, I didn't have any other notes other than that. What happened with DJ ended up he ended so up getting wrecked he, with Scorzelli. One and, of the th- didn't, a lot of the wrecks that happened this weekend are... Didn't Boober get in a wreck, too? Yeah, it was, this, yeah, it was, it was all the same wreck. wreck. Oh, um, DJ, like, Mike Scorzelli was having, like, a career run. Like, he drove to the top ten. Like, he's got good equipment, and, and, and uh, he was having a good run. That's that eight, 18? Yeah, 18. He's from, like, New York. That, like, he, black and orange one? Yeah, yeah, he was running in the top ten, and DJ got in there kind of late. A lot of the wrecks this weekend that happened were from, like, bonsai moves, and DJ just bailed it in too late and turned him. And somebody got into the back of DJ, kind of pushed them all up the hill. Corey was a couple rows back and was checking up, and Garrett Hall behind him just didn't get checked up in time. They were bailing off into the corner at 120 mile an hour and fired Corey into both of them, so they all three kind of piled in at the same time. Corey drove it back to the pits, but I think it put him out for the race. Yeah, um, definitely so. wrecked Scorzelli and DJ, put them both out of the race. Scorzelli's it, car was pretty was pretty tore it, up. Is Fluff doing the whole pass schedule? I don't think so because I don't no. think he went to Thompson. But oh, okay, actually, I think that the, he, I think they must have fixed it and got it back out because I remember it being very late in the race that they got his name right because I gave a cheer and no one knew what I was cheering for. <laughs> None I of the people it, I was sitting around knew anything about any of the past guys. Yeah, I heard him them say Boobar one time, but I don't remember when it was. Um, it's a really wild. I mean, I know the pass hasn't been there in a really long time, but like it was really wild I, just I to sit around and modify people and have them have. 2012, Ted Christopher won driving from Mulkern. I was gonna say that's the year that Rusty brought the sportsman yep. there too. I think because yep. that's the only re- that was the first time I ever went to a Stafford. Yeah, it's 2012, I believe. Sounds right. Feels right. Yeah. Smells right. Yeah. 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 So that uh, was Saturday. Yeah. Eddie um, McDonald led every lap. Nobody even nobody even got close. Closest anybody got to him was on restarts. Joey Pole ended up second. Gabby Brown was third. <laughs> um, Jake Matheson was fourth, I believe. Yeah. Right. I think he was yeah. in the top five. Um, and then Austin McDonald, who won it loud and was fifth. Did they even attempt oh. to try and pronounce P- Actually, Paul Warchek? Or did no. They, no. Uh, no, I think they, just I think they went with Paul. Paul. <laughs> uh, which they said it right, Joey Pole. They, they Pol- could have. Pole. Yeah. Joe's Pole. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only car that actually did get close to Eddie Mack, and I truthfully thought that he had a better car at this That's point, right. was Ryan yeah, Coon. Right. I forgot all about that. Ryan, Ryan had Coon a really good car. Was ran Ryan second. down and just blew a right front and smoked the wall. Yeah, the cameras didn't catch it, so uh, none of us on Flow got to see it, but it looked like it was hellacious. The car was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, he hit so I forgot hard. all and, about that. That's why I should make notes. And he, and he, I well, I, I completely forgot about it too, but because Eddie Mack kind of stunk up the show, but Ryan was going to, I mean, he ran him down. He was, it was going to be a, a good battle between them two. And then, um, uh, Gabe was up there for, or Gabby, Gabby. Yeah, whatever. Gabby. Gabby um, was, he, he ran was, the top three all day. Joey, yeah. Joey Pole was really good, good enough on the last restart. They had a green, white checkered or a green three to go shoot out or whatever. And Joey yeah. snuck by him for second, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, after that they they ran in the uh, the duels and uh, I don't remember who won the first one, but I know Priest won one of them. Uh, Ronnie or, Silk won the first one, uh, okay. the sixteen yeah. car, and uh, Priest, that fucking guy, won the second one. <laughs> that's that fucking <laughs> that's guy. That's that guy. They tore up some cars. Mark Bakai in the first one, he hit a metric fuck ton in the middle of the backstretch, like ripped the rear end out of the car, and then oh yeah, a number one buddy, I think a white one in the second duel, fucking went through the guardrail. 
the guardrail's got to go at Stafford. Like, yeah. I, I get it. It's expensive to pour concrete, but it's just a cheese grater. Just yeah. I mean, they spent three hours, not three hours, but what seemed like three hours on Sunday repairing the steel guardrail because these race cars and i've seen it multiple times like last year um some kid named todd and sammy anderson both went through the same section of guardrail at the same time last year and, and same thing a delay to fix the guardrail pour, yeah. pour some concrete yeah get some jersey barriers in there or something <laughs> yeah they uh i mean everything about saturday is entertaining i didn't watch the vintage car so i can't really comment on that we'll have to get your dad on didn't you know uh, that actually <laughs> the the vintage cars i think the i think <laughs> I think the finish did come down to the wire. Like I think it was relatively entertaining. It always does. They know and, who's gonna fucking and win. And a guy races. fucking spun out. Like and, the two leaders that like, got together and second place spun out on the last lap or something. I don't know. But I, hey, I'm did, like, yeah, it seems super scripted. I mean, dude, WWE puts on a hell of a show too, and yeah. that's all yeah. scripted. So, um, yeah. And then obviously the big green bus was there, so we ended up having quite the time over there. Um, that was uh, yeah. it, it, uh resident gaggle member Blaze looked like uh, he was trying to uh, end his life, dude. <laughs> There was so, <laughs> so Blaze and I started pretty early. Uh, he got there and he gets uh, after it. He came up. Oh, I love Blaze. He's a he's a national treasure. He came up and he, he like gave me he gave me a nip and I'm like, dude, I for the for I'm the, not doing that. For like, the I most accidental yeah. encounter we've ever had. He's uh, he yeah, stay for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so he so we end up like going over to the fire, uh, like over by you know Stagger Steve and everyone like I, I mentioned where we were kind of chilling the entire weekend and we were like, all right, like let's let's finally go over to the bus. I'm like, all right, so. I, wa- I walk it, over for those of us that have never done it. It's not actually a bus, is it? Oh, it's a bus. It's, it's a bus. bus. With a stage it's like a rock star. Bus. Well, all I see is like a concert and a bar and like yeah, I've never. A, I don't think I've actually seen a it, physical it, bus. The bus in the is a black background. It's a black bus, like a black and green. There's t- always like a the rock star tour bus. The green palm tree. Yeah, you know, yep. the little tiki have, bar and the couple, stage. Yeah, they have a couple palm trees on each side. Mind you, the blender is a weed whacker motor. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got about three, four horsepower. Yeah, when, when I remember the first time I ordered a drink, the guy pull started the the fucking. He the blew a clutch. He, he <laughs> like, oh, it's one of those. It's one of those kinds of events. He All blew right, a clutch, go. and I got like a really watered down pina colada. Um, <laughs> but you'll have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were announcing <laughs> me getting a drink, that's what they probably would have called it. But um, no, so yeah, we went over there and just kind of chilled for a while. It was. It was uh, it was a shame, you know. Um, we got over there early, and uh, immediately Marcus and I were trying to find Junior. Found Junior, and uh, he had to be a good schoolboy and uh, not indulge in any uh, extracurricular activities. Easy enough for me to say. Um, and uh, so then, yeah, obviously we ended up making our way to the front of the stage. But Blaze and DJ, I mean, they in Mitchie bag suit. It just wasn't on camera, but they ended up like all gas, funneling like funneling beers without a funnel. Um, pouring beers, (laughs) just pouring beers like on themselves, like not really retaining any of it, but just soaking them and, and, um, nothing smells better than dry beer. So I imagine that they were, um, they were, um, in tip top shape once they dried, but so we were all over there. Right. And then DJ starts crushing beers over his head. We're all dancing, having a good time. And um, then Blaze just—he's wearing fucking horns. He had like a Viking cap, <laughs> which as one does, <laughs> right? Which, if you are following me on Instagram at b and you swipe all the way over to the end, it, there's a picture of me wearing his head. Um, well, <laughs> his, his hat. His hat. The <laughs> I'm gonna get there later, <laughs> um, and it's not with him. But oh so, <laughs> so. Um, uh, he he. So basically, I took a picture with it, whatever. And then he's wandering. We lost him for a while, and we're like, "Where the fuck did he go?" And then all of a sudden, he walks back through at the very like edge of the crowd, over by the far right side of the stage. 
and he walks in between like a bunch of people that we've been with all night, which I don't know that he knew before, but he now knew them, met them for sure. Walks by them, like dances like for a second, like waves. He's like smiling, grinning ear to ear. And you can tell he's still looking for someone. And so he's like looking all in the distance. So then he like walks by me. I like tapped him on the shoulder. He like did one of those nudges, like no time for autographs and like kept fucking walking. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you just watch these horns like vanish into this like group of people because there's more people out back because that's where the fire is and everything. We're just the fucking hooligans dancing on the dance floor. And so you just watch these horns like circle around. Then he comes back around like the same way like that he just went and he's now walking straight towards me and I'm like waving. I'm like, yo, Blaze. And he like didn't even look over at me. He just it like has like this weird shit eating grin on his face, just like wandering around like like lost out to sea. And then I just never saw him again. And I still haven't seen him since that moment. Oh, so um, <laughs> it's a good thing he's in our group chat. Is I he know alive? That he, I know that he is okay. Okay. Um, because he he, uh, shared, he actually shared the video of him uh, gassing beers uh, on Instagram. So and by that's, gas, you mean wearing. Yes. Yeah, so that's how I know that uh, he is alive. But uh, so that night after after the bus, the bus <clears throat> tried to stop playing because they said it, it was like sprinkling very, very lightly. And they were like, oh, like we're done playing. Well, then naturally we started a one more song chant. And then they started playing their one more song. And then it stopped raining. And then the like after they were done that song, he's just like, well, I guess, I guess if it's not going to rain, we're just going to keep going all night. And they were like, ah! Ah! fuck yeah. And then it like stopped raining for like 20 minutes. And then it like started raining again. They played like two or three more songs. And then uh, they packed it up. And so we went back over to where we had been hanging out the whole time. Uh, Marcus had bought in four pizzas. Um, what a move. Yeah. And so we had two and a half of them it's left or clutch. something. So we went over always and we're all sitting clutch. around a fire, just kind of chilling, having a good time, mowing down on pizza. And, um, yeah, then, you know, just uh, everyone kind of dispersed and we, we ended up having a good time. I woke up the next morning, really like my, I could tell just by how my throat felt that I sung dreams and nightmares. And I actually was on the treadmill today at the gym and I looked in my camera roll and I um, so very much did with DJ. Um, DJ and I, we, <laughs> I don't remember who, some girl, I don't, I don't remember who it was, I guess, but someone broke like Stagger Steve had like this little like table thing just for like people like put their drinks on like i think he was setting them behind the cornhole boards just so you had something to set uh your shit on and i think some girl tried to use it as a chair and absolutely snapped the shit out of it so <laughs> we were using the the legs of it dj and i to sing dreams and nightmares and of the uh, yeah cornhole boards no of oh. the the tables that were oh, behind oh, the cornhole oh. boards and I remember at one point I grabbed the top of like the table because it was already completely shattered and just like the, there was like a bass drop and I fucking pegged that thing down and I felt like a goddamn rock star because I remember there was like upwards of three people that like cheered. So, um, but so obviously we we're putting on quite on the show. Fame. Thank I love, you. I love that journey for and you. And so then don't I ended forget up, about me and Charlie. <laughs> I ended up uh, trying to find uh, Daddy. Um, didn't even really try because I knew he was gone. Uh, <laughs> was just like, all right, I'm just going to sleep in my car. Absolute master at the Irish goodbye. Oh my God. Yeah. Incredible. The Irish goodbye is named is not named, but I guess it, it should be just, it should be the daddy goodbye. Did the, he have the bullwhip? He, he, he brought the bullwhip. I watched Why? him walk out <laughs> of the house with <laughs> it. Get, go on, get, <laughs> and I have no idea Watch. where or when he would have used it because he was spotting and he was like very much doing shit throughout, throughout the day. Well, okay, somebody needed protection. And then like I saw him on <laughs> Sunday morning. Protection. I saw him on Sunday morning and he's just like, it's weird. Like you come all the way down here and I feel like I don't see you at all. And I'm just like, well, yeah, because you're, I mean, I, 
you're like you you disappeared <laughs> like yeah, I was I saw you at one point but he was over by like where they were selling drinks and shit and I was over on the dance floor um so he very very well might have used the bullwhip don't know um, yeah. if he did for sure but <laughs> oh, <now> um, <laughs> so basically I, I end up I went I ended up going to car and I woke up you went and, to car I went to car and it was like three thirty and I can't so I literally was was very I was very intoxicated never blackout but I went to the back of my car and I had the air mattress that was like there plugged it in hooked it up like I got a hot setup absolutely stellar setup I laid down passed out immediately but I w- well it's funny <laughs> you say that because your pun is about to be intended I woke up at nine thirty. <laughs> With that's a good sleep in for the, going to oh car. Oh my god, I like Holy a rock, shit. like a goddamn baby. <laughs> Half the fucking days over at that. The point. problem with sleeping like a baby like that is when I woke up, I was about to cry <laughs> like a baby because, dude, I had the worst ass cramps, and I have no idea why. Was your dick in your hand? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was very much not in my hand. Not I was since wearing, Florida. I was wearing. Pit- <laughs> I have no. It's like it's weird. It's it's the sides. It was like not even my ass or like or like. It wasn't the hole. Yeah, was it? It? <laughs> nope, that was the big question that a lot of people were asking. It was not the hole. It was the sides. And if like, it was, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's fine. It was like it was like more like my hip muscles. Like to this day, they still hurt. But when I say that, when was I it woke like a up, bone it's been like twenty four hours. I have no idea. I woke up. I swear to God, I was limping around for hours like was it like was it like the glute like your actual cheek yeah yeah like i don't know if i went to bed and was like like flexing like my ass or something (laughs) but like it's that's what it felt like when i woke up and you were were afraid blaze was gonna come in there with those like so i'm a thousand percent sure i went to bed alone because I, I was sleeping in car, and I would have very much known if someone else was there. Are we positive, uh, though? A thousand percent. Okay. But I just, I still don't, I was in the fetal position. I wasn't crying, which was weird. That's probably, like, part of the problem. I mean, so I, you had two of the seeds. Did, you, you were cuddling, you are cuddling what? You were cramping. Were you cunty? I was, I was cramping. <laughs> I was cramping. Are you pregnant? So, well, I might be. I don't know. Do you cramp in your ass? I dehydration ask causes cramps. Do you yeah. know what causes dehydration? Alcohol. No. Excess <laughs> alcohol <laughs> consumption? But I've never, like, that it was just right. 25 years on this planet and i've never once had an ass cramp in my life and i don't know why I, I, i'm just i'm puzzled so basically <laughs> did you have to shit no, no not at the time i did very much well, later on i would have probably hurt even worse well, i, was I woke say, up was it like a must have been the drizzle shits or something uh, no no i woke oh. up and i <laughs> was like limping around. I, so you've I, never had the drizzle shit i saw is that like I, bud mud yeah <laughs> mud butt <laughs> yeah <laughs> i saw that one of the first people that i see is reagan and I'm like stumbling around the president. I'm like, yeah, Ron, David, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reynolds. If you're announcing the Pat Pro All Star Series, but I, uh, <laughs> so he's one of the first people I see, and I'm like limping, and I'm like, dude, my Corey ass Boober. hurts. My ass hurts, Fl- fluffy boober, so, so bad. And Reagan goes, what happened last night? And I was like, I don't know, man. You tell me, because this shit is not fun, and I'm limping around. And he just goes, well, you did kiss Blanche, and I was like. Who's Blanche? I did. I did what now? He's like, yeah, you and Blanche, Blanche kissed, and I'm like, huh? Good for us. Who's Blanche? Ryan Blanchard. What, oh, you, you uncultured I'm swine. So Blanche sorry. is a mixture of blue cheese and ranch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a lady from Golden Girls. So I her too. Yeah. I was. I, I mean, <clears throat> Ryan looks like he aged seven years this weekend though. Like his haircut and not wearing a hat in your Instagram pictures. I'm like, what? Since when did Blanche turn 25? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, but so basically, Reagan said that, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, and if anyone knows, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone knows Blanche and I. 
kind of just does, does make sense. Um, and so <laughs> I had to go around and like get the court of public opinion. Like I had to ask other people that were at the scene of the crime. Survey says because th- this is not this has nothing to do with my ass hurting, but I just want to know if I kissed a man on the lips or not. Um, and everyone other than Reagan said we did not. Um, what we did do though, wait, Reagan however, started a rumor. Yeah, weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> however, we did. Lady and the Tramp, a very, very small piece of pizza crust. But according to everyone other than Reagan, th- there was no lip touchage. But um, back to my was, ass that's okay. Right, right. Reagan has zero it's, credibility. Because it's, anyway, it's right because it's, 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 it's okay because it's Blanche and I. Um, mm-hmm. Blue cheese It might and not be okay because he's a minor. Oof, Brad, that's tough. And, and he's, he, just because he's under 21 doesn't mean he's a minor. Is he? He's like, uh, isn't he like nineteen? I thought he was like thirteen. I don't know that that's no. better. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> that was, What the fuck is a thirteen-year-old getting boozed up at the fucking bulletproof I concert? Didn't, I didn't really? say he was getting boozed really? up. <laughs> that's what we want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, because we've never had that happen before, right? A thirteen-year-old, we that's, absolutely that's have not had that happen. Thirteen is excessive. <laughs> excessive. Uh, no, but so basically, 17. long story short, my ass hurt, and I have no idea why. Um, I, it that, must have really, that was a really long journey to get to episode number 164. <laughs> my yeah. ass really hurt and I don't know why. Actually, probably that's going to be the title. My ass but really hurts and I don't know why. The, the, the more, like, the craziest thing was that I, somehow I slept Excuse so me? well and my head was literally Remixing on a hockey stick, song. like, like diagonal um but yeah so it basically just um kind of hung out and just gas some beers for uh the whole morning actually stayed out there for quite a while i was out in the parking lot for probably till like 1 30 everything started at 2 uh, and then moseyed on our way through the pit area i uh, tried to do my best at meeting up with everyone that wanted to like i said earlier um sunday was tough because my phone was very much on like six percent and my car is now broken um so i yeah. wasn't really leaving it on so um I had to like kind of limp through the day that like I basically went over to Sean's to grab a bag and there was a kid that uh, followed me on Instagram, followed the BFP account on Instagram, entered into the race pool and I, he wanted to meet up at one point, I think Saturday. And I was like, yeah, like I'll be over at the bus, whatever. And, um, he was walking around and like, I, d- I don't, don't know this kid. I didn't know this kid, but I, when I saw him, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him. And so he walked over and, you know, we were shooting the shit. And like, while I was talking to him, like, or right before I think he came over, my car had just like shut off, which it has that like automatic start stop deal. But the problem was is that like I was sitting in my car and I had shifted it into drive and then it like shut off and I was like, Oh, that's fucking weird. So I turned it back on and then there was like a bunch of lights that were on and I was like, Oh good. So unfortunately when I went over to talk to him, I kinda like made it short because I was like, ah, I just gotta get this fucking thing out of the middle of the parking lot and uh, went over and parked it back and hung out and drank beers. But yeah, my car's all sorts of dicks now, uh, so that's fun. But uh, yeah, I went into the racetrack, obviously watched a good amount of racing. They, it was a great, uh, there was a lot of great racing and a lot of people breaking walls, like we kind of touched on a earlier. A lot of wrecked shit. <laughs> there was a there was an SK light that I believe did it, actually, I think I watched a replay of that guy kind of just getting shoved into the corner and then overcorrecting into the wall in turn three. Was that? Uh, it was a heat race. It was like oh, the, was one of the first or second heat races. Yeah. I think it was the second one because I, I missed the first one. I missed the heat races. Um, the problem with my parents' house, the race shop is in the basement. So um, the Wi-Fi doesn't really get out there, and my iPad struggles to get cell service. So I spent a good solid 45 minutes just fucking around trying to get a spot of the shop where my iPad would get cell service so I could watch. So I missed a lot of the heat races. 
Yeah, I, I missed. I think I missed the first one, or at least part of it. But then I ended up watching the second one. I think that's when I don't know who it was, but it was some blue or blue car. Or some uh, there was a lot of cars that stuffed it into the wall over in three and four. So they kind of get lost in the shuffle. But that guy for sure broke the wall, and then they ran the rest of the heat races, and then they went over and fixed it like after everything before opening ceremonies. But um, yeah, there was. I mean, they had the uh, LCQs for um, the open mods and stuff too. They ended up uh, Bobby Santos, I think, blew up. Yeah, he blew an engine. Uh, Keith Rocco crashed lap one, turn one. Corey DiMatteo uh, was part of that wreck too. Which I think sucks. Keith he crashed had... every time he went on the racetrack. He crashed in his <clears throat> his uh, dual race Saturday night. Crashed yeah. in lap one of the LCQ, and then I think he crashed his SK too as well, right? I uh, or was involved in a wreck. I don't know. Think so. I don't know. It. I mean, that sounds right. I know that the open race. I had in my notes. And I'm not shitting on the kid, but I swear I watched Noah Corner crash 19 times between the SKs and the open tar, uh, open tour type cars. Like uh, every time I looked up, he was wrecked. It was 17, I think. Okay, I missed him a couple. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of guys that did, had bad weekends. Yeah, Marcello, Teddy Hodgson, Marcello crashed out of both races. Yeah, Teddy, he got wadded up. Um, we had some friend on friend violence Andrew, in the SK race. But... Andrew Muller didn't have a great weekend. He wrecked the uh, late model. And... Yeah, yeah, he had a he had another. The late model race was a slugfest. Oh my god! And yeah, and that leads to my first of two weapons of the week. Now, um, my judgment may be a bit skewed on this driver because I raced against his dad, and his dad was a nuclear fucking hazard. Oh, no, I think that you're right. So Adam Gray leading the late model race, the <laughs> yeah, son of Barry Gray. I think that was his fault. He gets wiggled. Um, coming off the four turn, I forget who it was. I think Michael, Michael Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, and uh, he just hangs a left Adam Gray at the flag stand and just tries to fucking widowmaker Michael Bennett. And he got him. Didn't right rear him into the fence. Cut his right rear tire. And fired himself head on into the fence at the end of the front stretch. Perfect. And then, and then Bennett spun going into the one turn because his right rear tire was no longer with us and cleaned out some other poor number 10 buddy who pasted into the safer barrier. Was there a particular reason for it? Or? He got wiggled for the lead coming off a of four. I don't think it takes a pretty egregious move to warrant a right rear. Like a right rear is like kicking somebody in the balls. Like that's a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. It's cheap. It's the way how you hurt somebody. But he didn't even get him. He got himself. Like yeah, he yeah. fucking fired himself in the fence head on, destroyed his own car. And Michael Bennett pitted, put a tire on, came back out and finished second. Yeah, and very, I mean, he damn near should have won the race. Um, and he was the fastest car on the track for at least 15 laps. Um, Michael Ray's a friend of the program, though. Yep. Uh, I was sitting with the whole uh, Michael Bennett crew. It's Ray with a W. Yeah. Um, cheering for, <laughs> I'm glad that they get that one right. He At least he raises their weekly so they know his name. But The, 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 the W is silent. Yeah. The, it's not what Ray. The, I was cheering for Michael Ray while sitting around literally like 300 people that were cheering for Michael Bennett, and so I just didn't make a noise the entire race. But um, I, w- I will say that it would have been very impressive for him to go out there, wreck, um, get the thing patched back up, and then come out there and win. Um, I think Michael Bennett might also be a friend of the program. Is he? They both follow me on Twitter, and uh, I've, I haven't been to Stafford in 12 years, so why anybody there would want to follow me on Twitter? Twitter. Um, the only reason why I was cheering for Michael Ray was because he put a sticker on last year, and I had no idea who he was at the time, and I walked through the pit area, and I saw our sticker on a car, and I'm like, fuck yeah. And so then I was just cheering for him. Um, but yeah. Michael Bennett's comeback was pretty incredible. I it, I thought he was going to win. I think everyone in the grandstands thought he was going to win for 15, 20 laps there, but Michael Ray was able to hold him off. So I think those are the two guys. Well, those two and uh, Gray were the, the final top three in the points last year in the late Yeah, Gray won the championship two years ago. uh, My favorite Barry Gray story. We're at Oxford. 
and I think Garrett Hall's leading, Cruzek second, Gay Brown's third. I'm like half a straightaway back and forth in my own little zone. Barry Gray, who is a Granite State Pro Stock Series champion, I assume just because he was the only guy that ran every single race because it's the only way that could have happened, is battling with Michael... Uh, what the fuck? No, I don't remember this guy's name. Scott McMichael. They're both getting lapped. They both pull over, single file, let the top three cars go by. Barry then jumps back underneath and goes back to racing with Scotty McMichael. Give it lap and a half, two laps. I'm coming off a four. Barry Gray pulls out of the bottom. Never pull out. Gets in line with McMichael up top. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. He's pulling over to let me go. I buried in underneath him going into one. He drives right over my right front. Like he was just bottom shot. Like there was like the fourth place car on lap 70 wasn't underneath him. Like the top three just went by and he was like, yep, that's all of them. Better go back to racing. <laughs> Drives over my right front, caves the fucking hood in, fucks up the front bottom night before the 250, spins himself out and backs it up onto a light pole. Caution, <laughs> caution I'm assuming that was your fault. Somehow. Caution comes out. Uh, my dad was spotting for me at the time because Andrew could, I think Andrew had a modified race. And he's like, what the fuck was that? And I said, that was last. I think it was, he had won the championship the year before. I'm like, that was last year's champion. Can you believe that? That guy fucking sucks. Dad's like, yeah, what a fucking idiot. And I'm coming around under yellow, and he's got a big middle finger right out the window at me on the light pole. And I'm like, if you're near his spotter, Dad, tell him I'm going to fucking come in and wreck his truck and trailer so that he can't haul that piece of shit back to where he fucking came from. Fuck that motherfucker. Like, I kind of thought it was funny, but then you're sitting there flipping me off. Like, dude, you drove over me. Like, you fucking idiot. And I just have seen him do that shit so many times. I think Rusty wrecked him at Star. <laughs> just Rusty put him out in the woods at Star, I think. And, and so I don't know Adam Gray at all. I've seen him race a couple times around here and some past stuff and some past modifieds. Might be a nice kid, but that was an absolute dipshit move. Like, you try to right rear a guy in the middle straight away, and all you got was yourself. Yeah. And an innocent bystander and whoever the 10 car was. Hmm. Yeah. I actually had a late model. Uh, Gray Bennett was uh, was up there. Oh, dude. <laughs> Tom Fern, I don't know if you watched the entire race. That guy was pointed like damn near backwards, hell of a save, <laughs> like five fucking times in the race. There was one specific one. The first yeah. one was by far, like, dude. I mean, Smoke I'm telling you, rolling off the rear tire yeah. save. <laughs> yeah, and then like Michael Ray got into him a couple times, and he was almost as sideways and saved it all those same times. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think he fell back. Probably finished. You know, fourth or probably wore like out his rear tires yeah. to save the thing. <laughs> you saying that, that reminds me, uh, Oxford, the street stock race, uh, Cam Childs in the 11 car was getting absolutely bullied by the entire, <laughs> entire uh, fucking field. And he was jacked around 45 degrees to the racetrack, like no less than 12 times. Same thing. And he Same saved thing. it smoke every rolling time. Off the rear tires. Yeah, just pour, billowing smoke out of the back of that car. And he <laughs> saved it every time. He didn't win the race. But I was like, God damn it, that kid fucking drove the shit out of that car. Worked out for Joey Israel, so then he went from like fourth to second in one turn yeah. with two to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're not going to win the show, be the show. And those two guys apparently put on quite the show. So. God damn right. Uh, and the, uh, the one thing that I had late models was uh, in my notes after SK Lights. Uh, the uh, SK Light. Uh, victory Lane interviews. Were oh yeah, they're phenomenal. all saying "fuck." I love yeah. it. I love these <laughs> yeah. kids. It's like they're hanging out at Star Speedway. <laughs> Derek Debus gets out and says "fuck," and then he just like immediately they took like, the microphone away from him. Yeah, he, well, the he guy, st- like I like back the microphone. Yeah, well, he, he stopped, like, and the whole crowd goes, "Oh." He's like, "Yeah, I fucked up." And yeah, he's like, "I fucked up." Backs up, and then like you know, kind of just like he tell that he was like, "Gosh, I just." I fucked up. Um, <laughs> I fucked up my so I fucked up. Then they go back to, oh, who finished second? Uh, one of the Chapmans. Yeah. Jason, I think. No. Tyler? Tyler. Steven. Must have been Tyler. Steven Tyler. 
It's Steven Tyler. Same guy. So, <laughs> Aaron, same guy. They go back to Steven Tyler, and, and he's in the middle of his interview, and he drops another fuck, and the crowd erupts again. <laughs> he didn't stop, though. He just kept yeah, it he, going. Yeah, he kept right. He, he, yeah. he played it off. So. Yeah, that, that, that word's in his repertoire uh, I didn't know those kids were at Star <laughs> Speedway the night I said fuck over the loudspeaker, but I'm proud of them. I don't I don't actually. I'm, I've definitely talked to him a handful of times, but Jason Chapman is uh, the only Chapman that I know that I really like associate with a lot like he messaged me on he messaged me asked me where i was at the uh the green bus and i'm like i'm at the green bus like i'm, I'm on actually at thompson I'm, I'm damn near on stage and he came over and hung out for a little while but um yeah no the the sk lights were i mean you would have expected them to be a fun what happened between they, they were... uh pearl and Bassett? they i looked up and they were the they were running one two and i look up and they're both buried in the guardrail yeah um and same thing i didn't want to wait around 10 minutes for a replay it's hard for me to put judgment on that because I was cheering for George Bissett, uh, and I don't know who Alexander Pearl is, but it looked to me like George. I don't. I don't think George gave him enough room, um, and Alexander Pearl just drove over the right rear of this car in front of him. And uh, yeah, the there was car. a lap car involved. They're coming up on a lap car, and he just drove over his right rear and, and shot him up into George. But I don't know that that he had enough room to really make that work. Um, so I don't it know. Didn't if work out because it took pick, both of them out of the race, and they looked like they probably had <clears throat> two of the best cars in the field. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, and, and I mean, Derek Devis, I think was running third at the time anyways. And he would, he would have been right up there. De- Derek Devis. Yeah, he was last year's champion yeah. and Derek Devis and Alexander Pearl was second. And he, I think he won the most races in the lights last year at Stafford. He's always up front. Yeah. They, they both put on quite the show. And the only reason why Devis was so far back there, he had to make some, make up a ton of ground because he stuffed himself in the fence, um, coming off of two one time. That's when he, that's why he swore. When he said he fucked up, he literally he just yeah, it was like lap one, I think. Yeah, it was, two, it was yeah. lap one or two, and he he fell back pretty far. They they had a nice little green flag stretch before the leaders took each other out, but um, yeah, that that was tough, tough to see, but not one hundred percent sure what happened there. Um, and yeah, then they went to the SKs. I uh, I have in my notes, um, Brian Sullivan's car fire emoji, Narducci fire emoji, and that's all I have. I don't know. Did you watch that whole race? Is that like paint scheme or? Well, just, so okay, so uh, Brian Sullivan's car fire emoji is his paint scheme. That is a beautiful looking SK modified. That we were in like a whole group of people, and like I said it, but like my voice was even more shot than it sounds right now. And um, then I heard like uh, Buddy Cody behind me say it, and then like a couple other people are talking about it, and everyone turned around. And everyone's like, "Yeah, that is a gorgeous looking race car." Um, and Brian Arducci fire flame emoji was because he was putting on a fucking show. Yeah, I was hoping he would win. Um, yeah, me too. He uh, got got edged by <clears throat> Todd Owen on the last lap. I mean, Todd was last year's champion. The SK is one you know, one of the best. And and to anyone watching that doesn't know, you know, it's just two drivers winning. But that's the first thing, or two drivers battling for the win. But the first thing Todd said when he got on victory lane was, "Oh, this is more than just two guys racing cars." You know, they're they're. Uh, I think he used to date Brian's mom or whatever. Basically, said that Brian was like a son to him and and almost sounded a little surprised that Brian didn't rough him up. You know, they raced right. it, they drug, they drag raced. It was clean. Uh, I mean, Brian tried to use him up, you know, as fairly as you can at Stafford, you know, bail it in on the bottom, wash him up. And Todd just kind of let him and kept him, you know, kept a nose on him and just out drug him down the straightaway. It was a great race. You know, I was happy for Brian to finish second still, even though he probably should have won. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Blewett was putting on a show and ended up just getting destroyed. Uh, him and Steven Kopchick got together. Same thing as like the DJ Shaw wreck from earlier. It was uh I'm in there, but I don't know if you're going to give it to me, but I'm going to bail it in. And Jimmy came down as soon as Steve committed to bailing it in and turned, um, turned blew it around. Bluer got clobbered by 95 cars after. And I think they, they put, 
uh, Steve to the back for that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you watch the uh, heat raises for the SK, the SKs, it it looked like Junior was going to go out there and absolutely wax the field uh, in the in the future. But then uh, I'm assuming that between uh, the heat race and every other car coming out of the racetrack and laying rubber down the track was significantly different than yeah, uh, and track heat races. Down. And um, so I uh, I I was sitting next to uh, um, John Williams and. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to put some money on this. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll I'll take a junior and cops like for five bucks versus the field. And I don't think you either of them. Five dollars. I don't think either of them finished in the top six, yeah. seven. Um, junior might have finished fifth. I have no idea. But I don't. I know that he, he was in win. and out of the pits a couple times. Um, I don't know, like Kopchik. I was pretty late in the race, so it's hard to recover from a penalty late in the race. Yeah, yeah. So it, I basically turned my attention to uh, Narducci and was was just hoping that he was going to end up pulling it off. And and like you said, he. Uh, I mean, he raced them clean, and they put on a fucking hell of a show. I mean, that was that was probably uh, we, we. It was a treat. It, it took a while because they had to fix the fence numerous times yesterday, but we were definitely treated to some good racing between that and then when the uh, ending of the the uh, open race, the the actual Sizzler deal. That um, that between Hirschman and uh, Priest was phenomenal. Two of the best right now, putting on an absolute slugfest, and it was there. It was them too. I mean, Woody mixed it up early. Matt Galco come up through the field, but. You're out of your mind if you thought it was going to be anybody other than Ryan Priest or Matt Hirschman battling for the win. Yeah. They were going to have to clean each other out for, right. for anyone else to have a chance. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Silk ended up third, but really never. I really thought that Priest, I mean, yeah, I thought I thought Priest was going to have to send it into the corner a little bit hard, like a little bit too hard. Um, and Priest took the lead. He, yeah, when he, the when he got the Hirschman, lead, that next restart. The caution came right back out and, you know, where he had taken the lead on the top that then gave Hirschman the top. Hit top. And uh, Hirschman took the lead right back. And you, you never know with Matt. Is he ever going 100%? You never know. Um, the one difference, obviously, with this race having um, an SRX seat on the line, Matt wins all the time. That's no secret. But he was genuinely excited in victory lane. Like, yeah. that was – I hadn't seen him that excited. Typically, it's – I mean, it's business as usual for him. That's why he's so good. It's – his job is to win the race. So, if he goes there and wins the race, that's that's not – That's doing your job. Yeah, I, that's what I came here to do. He was never never that excited, but he was definitely excited. You know, Alan Bestwick comes down and yeah. interviews him and tells him, you know, he's welcome and, you know, to the SRX deal. So, that'll be cool. He's going to wax, wax those guys. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely gonna murder those guys. <laughs> Before the race started, I I basically sat there and you know someone was I think someone asked who my pick was and I was like uh, I don't know man I would love to see Woody win it was it was my answer but I was like truthfully like I mean anyone other than Hirschman and McKennedy I'd be pumped and um, yep yeah it, and that's just because I going into a modified race you just assume that Hirschman's gonna win yeah, so you naturally that, it's not that we root against Hirschman you no. just you always root for someone else to win because he wins all the time but right. it was it was a great race you know uh, you know like, bfp bias i was rooting for priest but yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like boo him during driver intros you got some of those um but it it i just like seeing other people win and obviously uh people probably same, feel the same way about priest because priest does win a lot and um i was definitely cheering for priest there um and uh obviously hirschman pulls it out I, I, we got into the conversation in the stands that, that I was like, ah, I could, I could totally see Hirschman getting the SRX seat and then just not taking it. And then he got out and he was genuinely excited. He <laughs> you was couldn't, pumped up couldn't about have been it. any further from the truth. Yeah, <laughs> he got out, he was pumped up about it. And he was like, yeah, I sat down on the couch and watched every single race last year. And he's like, I'm excited. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. I, yeah, I was what a dipshit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no good, good for him. They put on a hell of a show. Uh, and you can't be upset about that when you get to watch two guys like that battle it out. So, and he passed them on the top. Yeah, and 
It was just, yeah, it was just a good race, and uh, he ended up taking home like well over twenty thousand dollars. Twenty six thousand was the final paycheck, I believe. Yeah, which is uh, that doesn't suck. It's a fair amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. <coughs> so, was, uh, so is that is that it for Stafford? No, actually, the only other thing I guess I had in here was um, oh, I just I I just had um, actually going back to the uh, last chance races. Uh, Corey DiMatteo getting taken out in that wreck with uh, Keith Rocco and whoever the fuck else was involved. Corey had himself a real rough. Uh, he said just weekend. a rough go of well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, all the way back to indoor racing. Yeah, <laughs> well, in that, and it kind of goes hand in hand. Like he was, he was in a transfer spot in his duel. His duel, they, yeah. They, they black flagged him for pushing water. Yeah, they black flagged him for leaking on the track, but then. I don't him. know. Yeah, judging by the crew, when he got down on pit road, I mean, naturally the crew is going to be pissed and they're going to think he's not the one leaking. But judging by their reaction, I don't know that he was the one leaking. <laughs> um, and then they, because and the only I only say that because right after they black flagged someone else. Yeah. Now, to me, if you think someone's leaking, that's a hazard. Yeah. You have a flag that you put on the racetrack when there's a hazard. It's called the caution flag. Why not? Throw a caution and make sure you get the right guy. Speaking of that, the Concy for the SK lights, Cassandra Cole was starting fourth, and there was some car starting in front of him. Yeah, leaking fuel. The her, fuel cap weren't even on and the thing. His fucking or her, whoever the fuck it was, I don't know. But yeah, the that thing was pissing all over the racetrack, yeah. uh, and then they ended up wrecking <clears throat> eventually. But it was like yeah, holy like, shit. I don't like I, said, I don't know for sure if Corey was leaking or not. Like you said, it was very visible on Flow Racing. The crew was absolutely fucking wound up. Yeah. when Corey got into the pits, and so it's like for to me, it's like just throw a caution. Right. Make sure you get the right guy because I'd rather have a caution to find out who's leaking than black flag the wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ruined his whole weekend because then now he starts and he's in the the deep end of the shit in the LCQ and gets destroyed again. And right, right, yeah, and lap so. one turn. Yeah, I was, and that was a bummer because obviously we're we're Corey DiMatteo guys, so yeah. that uh that's just one thing I had in my notes. And uh, in front of the program, Marcello Rafrano had just as bad oh, of a terrible weekend. weekend for so him. uh, it was hit or miss for the friends of the program this weekend, I guess. If you were at Stafford, probably not going to do good. <clears throat> Winner wreck. Well, yeah, that's typically yeah. how it goes. So at least Woody didn't wreck. I uh, he had posted a picture on your Facebook page, Brad, of his BFP sticker on his car, and I had said, you know, uh, in advance, congrats or sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He uh, luckily he <clears throat> he led some laps too. I think there was a little good chunk of lap money on the line too. So he uh, he should have a pretty decent decent uh, amount of that. Yeah. So uh, that did NASCAR? Did some NASCARs. My second weapon of the week uh, came from the Arca race mm. in uh, Talladega. Down down. Fucking Talladega. Talladega. Tony Brettinger, man. Like, what the fuck? She sucks. The guy, she, she got wrecked by the guy. The guy, this Ricky something or other. She, she got run over. She got wrecked. That's either here nor there. Oh, it should just put your phone down. Literally, like, found an article where the guy scammed some people out of hot air balloon rides and got arrested and, like, posted a picture of his mugshot on Twitter and was like, since you want to keep dragging my name for clout, this is the guy that wrecked me or whatever. Like, what are you doing? Is that even the same guy? It is, but it is, yeah. it's like, this is why I tweeted this from the BFP account. This is why no one takes Arca seriously. Yeah. And then, like, some guy in her mentions was like, I don't even know how this guy is racing. Oh, that that tweet, I actually audibly laughed sitting at my desk. <laughs> and I re- <laughs> I responded to the guy going, uh, Arca has two requirements, money and a pulse. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's why no one takes it seriously. I don't know Tony Bradinger at all. I've never seen her do anything remotely up to speed in a race car. She was at New Smyrna. 
She's uh, battling for 15th or worse in the pro late models every night. She, she got wrecked two different. She wrecked two different times at Talladega this weekend. Driving she's a, very vegan. Driving a Venturini car. Those Venturini cars. If you're a good race car driver, you're going to win races in those. She's not. Well, you're going to win a race if <laughs> you don't doesn't. have Gracie Trotter right rearing you. Well, yeah. She's so. also not good. So I couldn't even tell you who won the ARCA race at Talligator. Uh, Nick Sanchez, <laughs> I believe. Cool. Good for yeah. him. Congrats, yeah. pal. Every um, so at That's work, that fucking dipshit that couldn't line up at Daytona and got black flagged. At, Sorry. Well, speaking he, of, he's speaking improving. Of Gracie, speaking of Gracie Trotter, at work, I have MAV-TV on all the time. And I have seen the Arca Phoenix race no less than fifty fucking times, and she just wrecks on lap half. I think she wipes drove, out Zane Smith. She drove like, through Zane it. Smith and then <laughs> yeah. got out and blamed it on Zane Smith. Yeah, the same way that she blamed the guy pushing her into Derek that was two car lengths behind her yes. at Daytona. Yes. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck? I think that, that she had a hell of, accountability. Never heard of. She, she had a hell of a run, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't even have a ride anymore. So there's probably a good reason behind that. Um, you know, you go out there and you wreck other people twice, and then you blame other people for that. If that's, you can bring Mobile One money with you, and you still can't get a ride, you fucking suck at driving race cars. But so that's all I know about the Arca race. Andy Jankowiak was there running, but again, don't know where he ended up. Um, um, our pal won the Bush Series race. Good for Noah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Noah won the beat Jeffrey Earnhardt. Uh, for the win, Didn't pretty cool little deal there with uh, Larry Mack coming back too. Yep. And shocker, they qualified on the pole. Yeah, I, uh, time trials never would have guessed that. So I woke up that morning at Sean's and I'm sitting there. I'm like, who the fuck am I going to bet on? And and it's Talladega or Talligator. So I didn't want to fucking bet on the winner. I wanted to bet on top three because so, you have a much better chance, obviously. And uh, so I'm watching. Like, there's like six laps to go, and they kept wrecking. So I ended up watching the last green white checkered. Well, I had money on. Jeffrey Earnhardt and Noah Gregson to finish in the top three. I had one other guy, I think Brett Moffat maybe, just because his odds were good. And so I had money on those three, right? And I'm watching the end of the race, and Noah goes out there and wins. Jeffrey Earnhardt ends up running and uh, finishing in second. And I'm like, fuck, like, look at me go. Like, I am I'm a phenomenal – I'm a good gambler. Um, <laughs> and uh, so – I uh, I don't even know how he makes that accent because it's so fucking bad. Boston Connor uh, on the Pat McAfee show. Um, but I think it's a fucking spinoff of a Canadian one, and I can't do that. So I uh, woke up Sunday and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna put money on the uh, the cup race. I'm gonna do like you know three guys again, ten bucks, and just because I I cashed out like a little over a hundred dollars, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna leave thirty dollars and you know uh, bet on the cup race. Didn't watch any of the cup race. Looked at the like the running order at one point, and I had put money on Ryan Blaney. Bubba Wallace and Eric Jones. And with 30 to go, the running order was Ryan Blaney, Bubba Wallace, and Eric Jones. And I'm like, look at me fucking go. I'm a good gambler. <laughs> uh, fucking. And two of those oh, guys had a, had a good chance at winning the race, and neither one of them did because Kyle Larson went full Tyler Tomasi and just, I turned now and fired <laughs> Kurt Bush into the fence, which fucked up Jones's run. Jones was leading coming into the tri oval. Kurt comes down, clubs Bubba in 2311, yep. fucking destroys two cars yep. with and you 10 feet to the You still run. won BFP picks. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I turned the, the Sunday race on with like 15 to go just as BK was getting lapped for the second time. I was like, oh, sick. That was a waste which of he pick. Was running up front yeah. um, early. He got a pit road speeding penalty, came back from that. Uh, I had it on in the race shop as well. Didn't have the sound up. I mean, I would have probably liked to listen to Dale Jr., but I would have rather listened to Stafford than usually anything uh-huh. in the NASCAR broadcast. So I'd like uh-huh. look over sometimes and see what was going on. Ross Chastain ended up with the win and literally Led one lap. It was just existing. Yeah. He just riding on the bottom. On the I was like, I just, uh, I it all lap. just crashed. Or like Eric Jones, Eric Jones was leading coming into the trioval, and Larson was pushing him, and Larson like backed off to get a run and got, and then fucking like, 
I've never seen like Kyle Larson is so good he can wreck someone with like the right rear quarter panel because that's all he did. He just like swerved right and fired Kurt Busch right in the fence. Busch comes down, cleans out Bubba. A bunch of cars get involved. They all scatter coming to the checkered and Ross Chastain just. Mm, all right, <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. I'm gonna I, win uh, this race, I guess. Yeah, I was really, really rooting for Eric Jones there. Um, yeah, I was I've too. never, I've never been a big, big uh, Ross he, Chastain. He fan. got too far away from the but, pack. Yeah, yeah, and it weren't even really his but fault. He, he just, I think no. Larson like either checked up or somebody behind him got off of him. Like it just was a bad timing deal. Uh-huh. I mean, there's only so much uh-huh. you can do. You're when you're leading the race and you can see the checkered flag. Is, I didn't think Noah was going to win because of that. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> fuck me. Right now, uh, so spe- oh Jesus! <laughs> Speaking of uh, Talladega, uh, newest little segment that we have here: the uh, Puskas Pooper Review. Uh, did he take a dookie at Talladega? <laughs> he did. He sure did. Talladega. So this is a friend of the program, Scott <laughs> Dennett. This is his brother-in-law. This is the guy who works on the number two car in the Cup Series. He's the engine tuner. He has a Daytona 500 uh, championship under his belt just from this season. And for the second week in a row here, we have a Puskas Pooper review for Talladega. So here it is. Talladega, 7.1. Other than it smelling like a fish market when you walk in, very comfy seat. Two-ply toilet paper, very sturdy walls, built for speed. Uh, a quiet, peaceful experience would write home about this one. I understand why Eric Church wrote a song about this place. Easily an 8-plus if the smell was more welcoming. <laughs> Talladega. Uh, so that is this week's Puskas Pooper review from Talladega Super Nasway. Unbelievable. Yeah. Have you ever 7. taken a dump 1. at Talladega? I probably have, but it was What was last week? 6-8? Something like that? Yeah. 7-1's pretty seven high. One? That's not bad for a shitter review. I, I was nef- definitely not in a diaper. I was 8. And if you look at the picture, part. too, it's like it's like nice, like, the walls and oh, the actual, wow. like, doors yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's not rusted. No Sharpie marks yet. Yeah. Different. Wow. No, like, weird... So, no, like, weird, like, knife marks in yeah. it of, like, yeah. just lines for... Someone I, doing that stupid fucking S you used to do in fucking <laughs> elementary <laughs> school. It starts with six yeah. lines, yeah. Um, all right, so we, we missed out on the Patreon questions last week. That was a big fuck-up on our end because he definitely posted it and then forgot to ask him. So uh, we got <laughs> to rattle through last week's, and then we'll go to this week's. Uh, Corey Roussel said, What movie, TV show would you live in if you could? The Dark Knight. What the fuck? You, you, you thought about this. I am Batman. <laughs> He thought about this all last Monday and was so pissed that he wasn't able to say it. Hey, so you should you should send these to us ahead of time so I can think. They're on. Well, that's I not, think, I not. think Jackass would be fun. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, god. No. no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm yeah. out. Yeah, anything to do with snakes or Remember getting hit in the show, balls? I'm out. That show that was on MTV for a hot minute about oh, those uh, little hillbilly kids. Oh uh, yeah, Virginia yeah, yeah. or whatever. I West Virginia. Say, uh, MX or what is it? What the, was that fucking thing called? Uh, Re- uh, Buck Wild, Buck Wild, yeah. yeah. And then the girl, Hill Rod. And then the black Never. girl got arrested for fucking flipping dope. And then the, the other kid like died because his jeep got stuck in the mud. And they were <laughs> drunk and they they fucking choked themselves out with carbon monoxide. And the show got canceled. That was terrible. Oh my fuck! Those guys look like actually. Can fun. I change my answer to MXC? Oh, uh, well, the, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vic uh, Romano in uh, Gila Douche. <laughs> 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 I, I, I no matter oh. which way you smack it, Ken, that's some darn fine <laughs> hand jobbing. <laughs> probably, uh, probably for me, the Jersey Shore. Oh no, my uh, God, no! <laughs> I <laughs> fucking hate Snooky. Either that. Oh yeah, well, fuck. Oh, like, top no, one even, worst human. I didn't even crazy. hate Snooky more than anyone else. I hated that other bitch that kind of disappeared for a little bit and then came back. Was her name like fucking Deanna or some shit? Oh yeah, it's Deanna. Yeah. What's wild Sammy. is that, that yeah, I didn't realize hunt. it in the show though. They're all like forty. Well, yeah, now yeah. they like, are, yeah. Gross. Because like, they, were, they were 22 12 years ago. Uh, big, yeah. big Brother would be fucking electric, I think, except for the fact that you have to just be on a TV show like that. 
You just, all you do is just go and fuck people in the same house. I want to play like Double Dare or <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. That'd be fun. Is that not? Is that, you're just living in a house and you're just on TV and you got to do like stupid fucking challenges and shit. Yeah, yeah. This, this sounds fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, any question. any '90s Nickelodeon kids like game show? Rugrats, Rocket League, no, game, Rocket Power, game show, sorry, not, not Rocket a cartoon. League. You can't. I can't be in a cartoon. Yeah. Well, look, okay. <laughs> so fucking. I am Chucky. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Montana. Oh, next question. My voice is fucked. <laughs> David, oh, I'm going to fuck this name up. David Luigi with Lejoie. L O U G E E. I feel like the fucking pass announcers. Um, Corey when is Boober? Boob, dude, that <laughs> fluffy Boober got me. Uh, when is BFP starting an iRacing DUI league? Uh, we've mm. tried. We've had. I don't know that we've we had have. A couple, not like we can't organize it. It hasn't been BFP officially, but like Dan's done leagues and it's a pain in the ass. I don't like <clears throat> iRacing when you tell me I have to iRace. Like I kind of yeah. like just. I want to do it once every six to nine months yeah, well, at my leisure. Get pissed tonight. I don't want an appointment video game play. <laughs> I only. I only want to. I only want to iRace. I only even. I only even want to turn that computer on when I myself is going to get a DUI on the iRacing simulator. So well, maybe that was one of those guys that I wrecked that night when we were all fucking. Actually, very well, might have. Might have been because one. I think the kid's brother. One of the kid's brothers. He asked me for a hat, and he was like, "Dude, you you guys were talking about like wrecking on iRacing with my brothers or something like that." I yeah, thought that it was might the have, might have been one of those because guys because we <laughs> he said that we were making fun of their name, like like Boucher or whatever. Oh, like, Bobby Boucher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <he's> probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt yeah. Scene says, "How many street vehicles have each of you owned and have oh currently?" I've had a lot. Mine's easy. A my lot. first vehicle was a 97 Ford Ranger, four-speed, no power steering. That thing was bitching. That's a four-fuck-ranger. Um, four-fuck-ranger. Yeah. My second vehicle was a Dodge Neon Standard that I paid $800 for. I only had it for a year before I fucking killed it. But I assume that became a whiskey car. No, um, it was awesome. I loved that car. I called it Nina. Uh, <laughs> it was all black. The thing was sporty as hell. I used to fucking drive that thing everywhere, and then I was like, I need an adult vehicle because um, I was racing go-karts at the time, so I was like, I got to stop borrowing my mom had this little two-door pickup that I would borrow to go go-kart racing, and it was costing me more money to gas it up because she'd be like, Make, you can use my truck, but you got to bring it back full every time. Well, I was driving to Bartlett Bridge, but uh, miraculously, she'd give it to me with an eighth of a tank of gas every single time. Yeah, so, weird, huh? So it was costing me like $60 <laughs> every time I'd go go-kart racing. So I was like, I need a truck. So I sold the Dodge Neon to Bradley Babb. He owned it for about 12 minutes and blew it up. And uh, I said, I'm not giving you your money back, by the way. Like that was, That's a you problem, not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a GMC Sierra that was blue for a long time. For sure, did the stupid Wyndham redneck thing by sawing off the exhaust and putting a fuck yeah, like a fucking gla- Thrustmaster fucking exhaust on it, and uh, murdered out the windows and got rid of that <clears throat> about two years ago. And uh, now I have a little Toyota Tacoma that the bedside's caved in. Thanks, Rusty. You fucking dipshit. Uh, speaking of hillbilly shit, uh, my very first ever car that I owned in my name was a 1985 Chevy Monte Carlo. Hell yeah. Uh, I paid $300 for it. Uh, ripped it around for a minute. Uh, sold it to Matt Hodgson for $300, where it then quickly became most of my race car parts for my Mad Bomber. <laughs> the front clip became part of a Wildcat for Mike Ramsey. Uh, after that, I had a little red Nissan pickup truck for about six minutes. I remember that thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had an Astro van also uh, that was out in the backyard that I paid $60 for, junked it, made like 400 off of that. Um, uh, first car I think I legally registered was a 1993 Lexus ES300 5-speed that Yippa and I, when you made your very first legend car race, uh, started Me as in Bobby. at Unity Raceway. 
made it from this driveway at this house to Unity in 45 minutes. Which is impossible to think about because it's like an hour and 45 minutes away. Yep, yeah. We averaged about 140 miles an hour, uh, blew a right rear tire out on the way, pulled over, changed the right rear tire, and still got there as Bob was taking the green for his first ever Legend Car start. Um, I didn't do well that day. Uh, no, you did not. Uh, after that, I, had, I blew the clutch out of that, um, attempted to fix that in the driveway where that then became scrap metal. Uh, and then I had... I think I went to college after that. I didn't have anything for a minute. And then I had the Volkswagen Passat 2013, also a five-speed. Beat the ever-loving piss out of that until I killed a deer coming from Corey Bubar's house one night. And then I got uh, inherited my father's pickup truck. Yep. Yep. I, uh, oh, I, now I own a Tahoe, I guess, too. But yeah. I had a, um, a Chevy Cobalt where I started with. Ended up with a... Uh, that my dad just had that and then um gave it to me and then he ended up getting a Pontiac Grand Prix asked me if Fuck I wanted yeah. that instead got that <laughs> uh had the Grand Prix for a while uh stuffed that in the back of a Honda Fit or something <laughs> <laughs> in, knocked the clip in, off that front, bitch in front of Levinsky's in Wyndham um which that was fun I was coming home from lacrosse practice I don't know what I was doing that I like it was a Saturday morning it was like Friday night I went out or something and I like didn't sleep worth the fuck. I had lacrosse practice at like seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, woke up at six, went over to lacrosse practice. I was coming up over the hill on uh, 302 in Wyndham and uh, there was a car, there was like a line of cars that were like stopped for some reason in the right lane, which didn't make any fucking sense. So I went, oh no, that's what it was. Our school resource resource officer, Officer Sear. Is had school resource over, officer officer Sear school resource officer was, officer Sear was yeah that's why I fucked it up school the first resource. time um was like right as you come to the school crest of the hill officer of, oh my god <laughs> at the crest of the hill he was parked right as you like you couldn't see him from the other side so as I came over I'm like oh fuck like when I came over like nothing crazy like 35 whatever so I like looked over my shoulder like you know what's better than a speeding ticket wrecking right <laughs> no I wasn't it was never a speeding ticket it was the fact that I, you were gonna ass pack the car the oh, cop car oh, if you oh. didn't go over the other lane and you couldn't see it so I went over I merged over and right as I did everyone locked him up to go into shoots for breakfast and I fucking ass packed the car in front of me car behind me ass packed me into that car again <laughs> Uh, and then so that's reckon, 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 reckon. We had a human centipede going on and, and I literally had fucking it's a great day to be alive by Travis Tritt was playing. Dude, airbags deployed that little like fucking smoke that comes out with it. Dude, like I literally like picked my head up off the airbag and, and my, it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's some Hard times in the neighborhood, but Brad why so can every day <laughs> be just this good? But the moonroof was wide open, and the resource officer, Officer Sear, leans in and goes, You all right, Brad? And I was like, Yeah, I'm fucking great. <laughs> um, <laughs> they made me get checked out at the ambulance, went home, fucking took a nap, woke up, and all was good in the world, I guess. But so that, that was. Take um, a trip to the Infield Care Center. <laughs> yeah. Uh, went and. Uh, fucking bought the first car that I ever financed I guess like co-signed with my grandfather in a uh, Subaru Impreza which I should have kept for a really long time because that was a great car um, and then uh, I was moving to Pittsburgh so I need a little bit more room to lug things back and forth so I got a BMW uh, X5 or something SUV which was an 
absolute piece of shit. <laughs> like, literally, I'm not kidding when I say I owned that car for less than a year and it cost me like $6,500 worth of damage just just driving it. Like I never hit anything. Like just it was just the biggest pile just of up fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah. So that like ship that thing um, fucking off to the ledge or the whatever, they do. <laughs> whatever they do in fucking Yellowstone. They went to the, the, the train station. No spoilers. I'm only on um, Well, you should know what that is, I think, by now, but. Uh, so yeah, that, that BMW went to the train station and ended up getting a uh, Dodge Ram, which I had for probably the longest I've ever actually had a car, and it wasn't for that long. It was like three years. Um, that thing was, I also should have never got rid of that because I just got a Volkswagen that's an absolute piece. Actually, no, I got a... <laughs> you had a Toyota wow. Camry for about six minutes. <laughs> I, had, I had a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a, <laughs> I, had a, I had a Volkswagen for also less than a year, a Jetta, which I just got because it was the only thing that the bank would approve me on because I fucking had to roll over six grand also on top of the six grand I spent on the BMW, I was also uh, way behind on like what it was worth because it was a That's piece of shit. That's called being upside was, down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Underwater, if you will. So um, I rolled that into a Jetta, which um, ended up getting gap insurance on. And then I got, to, yeah. I got to lose a lot of, uh, a lot of that carryover. And by a lot, I mean all of it when a uh, Nissan Titan parked it and parked it inside my engine compartment one day, just, I was sitting at a stop sign, <laughs> but he took a left and just drove straight through me. Awesome. <laughs> and I got out and like, dude, like this guy, my car is fucking junk. This dude is, completely fine but he never got like never once got out of his car i never talked to him but in my mind i'm like fucking punching the air but like in happiness like i'm like let's go like i just lost sixty five hundred dollars because this guy's a fucking dipshit How many cars have you wrecked um that one i did not wreck that guy wrecked um <laughs> then i got a toyota camry which you i were, did wreck you, you were in an accident you did wreck the dog you wrecked too. the truck too yeah you hit the fire hydrant up here drifting <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> You can cut that out if you want, but no, I can let that go. Fucking bumpers in the middle of the driveway. I'm like, uh, what happened, pal? <laughs> He's like, traction oh. control kicked in mid drift. Yeah. No, I thought, thought I it was fucking no. Chris Forsberg coming around the I corner up I, here in the snow. I thought I turned. I thought I turned <laughs> trash control off. I very much did not, and I went straight into a street. <laughs> <laughs> dude so the, okay so no, junior over here i got i got it, at other people i got it all <laughs> fucked i got it all fucked up so i had <laughs> i had the the jetta getting which it, digging got it junk, like Dale junior. <laughs> and then i got the ram which i had for a while and that thing i had no problems with it whatsoever except for the time that i did hit a sign but when i did where how i hit the sign was ever so perfectly <laughs> right behind the left rear tire that all it did was rip the entire fender off and the bumper which it could have been a lot worse could have been more structural damage. Only cost me about three grand at the body shop. Yeah, didn't get the didn't get the clip. Which, yeah, right. Just the horns. <laughs> Just got cosmetic. The got the rear horns. So for a while, I, I basically had a solo cup as a, as a uh, right as a left rear fucking. <laughs> Did not pass for a state inspection. <laughs> no, for a uh, for a brake light. And then I got the Camry, which um, then I uh, wrecked that. And now I have a Jetta, which is um, currently I well, think we're, we're about up. to go wreck that. Yeah, they're not a Jetta. Like... It's a fucking Volkswagen Tiguan. But I literally got that because I was. Was like oh this is something that it's it's not stupid expensive it's a four cylinder and it has uh certified pre-owned has like you know a bunch of warranty left on it i'm it's like fuck yeah making all sorts of and neat um the now the check engine lights on and it's literally sitting there like revving at, you're just sitting in park and it's just like going like up to like 3,000 rpms and going back down and like going dying, yeah, yeah. And it's so that's a lot of fun I, um, I also forgot that i have the camaro in the driveway and a motorcycle in the garage as well too in a rv on the front lawn in an rv yeah or the side lawn 
Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if that's my property. That was a fun that was question. Fun. That was a fun. No, that was, question. It was a good one. We'll stroll down memory lane <laughs> for all of us. That's that's good. That was a what was that? That was Alex Krakowski, I think. I said, yeah. Oh no, no. Alex Krakowski had one more. Wow, I almost just forgot to ask his question for the second week in a row. Um, which Bradley, big time. Would you be Nancy Pelosi's full-time sugar baby, having to attend her, ne- having to attend to her needs, if it meant that she paid for you to race whatever series and wherever you wanted? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, that's fine. I couldn't yeah. get hard. Shut the lights off. Get a fucking cucumber. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good Good on Alex Krakowski. He was one of uh, uh, three people, I believe, that had three people that did not make the Spring Sizzler in his race pool, I believe. Uh, I shouldn't laugh because I had two. But. Unfortunate. Uh, Keith Rocco, uh, Bobby Santos, and I think Todd Owen. Uh, none of those. Todd Owen right. made it, but he got crashed pretty early. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So uh, maybe I have to go back <sighs> and piece together. Yeah, okay. Um... Manuel Valderrama said, greetings from Central PA Sprint Car Country. A, t- a big topic of conversation is tires or the lack of in shit quality. I get it's still early up there, but are you guys seeing issues in the asphalt world? Come f- visit Port Royal, the Grove, and Lincoln this year. I actually want to I watch Royal. all of those tracks on Flow Racing, and my girlfriend has said that later on in life, like she wants to move right now, but later on down the road, she wants to move south. So we're watching uh, Port Royal. I'm like, you want to move here? Like this house is literally right off the backstretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love I would love to go to Port Royal, but now the tire deal for us, we run American Racers, seems to be more of a dire situation for them versus Hoosier. Hoosier seems to be putting more out, but like you said, they're also kind of shit. So Hoosier tires are garbage. Um, we have tires for opening day. Uh, our rule is six on opening night, two every week. Me personally, I think you should just give us four and one. You know, if you're if you're Going to run into a tire shortage, just give us one a week. And um, anyway, I was going <laughs> to say something, but I'm, I shouldn't. Um, so I don't know. It's We got tires for next Saturday when we open, but who knows this summer. It's, it's going to be an issue at some point. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that we're in the, the Hoosier program at, at uh, Wiscasset, and it's it was four uh, for opening day. They wouldn't even let you buy practice tires. Yeah, so. we can't buy practice tires, nothing. Um, yeah, I think it's one a week. So uh, very similar to what Beechard used to be with American Racers. I guess American Racers, they can't find nylon, nylon fabric or something yeah. like that. Uh, pretty interesting. but uh, I mean, everybody's up against it. Like I said, the stuff that is on Hoosiers seems to be available right now. Like the Isma Supers, they got tires. Um, Pass seems to have tires. From but... my understanding, the way that Hoosier works is that if you have a contract your stuff gets made first and then it trickles down. And then the people that are having troubles with Hoosier are the people that didn't have a contract for like a series or a racetrack or something like that. It's whoever gets the leftovers. Uh, That's uh, why passes have a problem. And I did see online today. I don't know much about it. I didn't look into it, but there was a new brand of sprint car dirt tire, like a new company. Interesting. Um, So I don't know if somebody's smart enough to develop a different way to make a tire. I think uh, the now's the time, the biggest, the biggest thing with any form of auto racing is tires and tire costs. Uh, if you can build a tire and make a tire where I don't have to buy fucking one, two, three, four every week, you're going to get a zillion cars. Uh, Cause that's, that's, you know, 30 to 50% of your weekly budget is that tire or tires In asphalt racing. It's the most, it's the most crucial part of the race car. Yeah. Next question, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark Philbrick said, Charlie, besides the obvious differences, what are some of the biggest things you have to adjust to going from Beechridge to Wiscasset? Uh, 
Well, one of the biggest things we did was change rear end gears. Typically ran a 538 at Beechridge, knocked it down to a 513, just because every time we went up there, the fucking tongue was hanging right out of it at the end of the straightaway, and you're not making any power there. Um, just spring changes mostly. You're, you're going from a pretty... <clears throat> a lot more banking and a lot more corner speed. Yeah, you're going from a pretty light-footed racetrack where you got an egg under your throttle and at Beechridge, and it's smooth and flat compared to literally the exact opposite where you got a big, bumpy, high-banked racetrack. So... Playing a lot with shocks and springs. Um, did a pretty low cross setup with uh, things to kind of counteract that to slow down rotation through the corner as opposed to uh, just trying to point and shoot like you do at Beechridge. you got to slow it down through that longer corner at Wiscasset. Um, getting to know who you're driving against, too, that's a big one. Um, I didn't really know a lot of the people that I was getting around there. And, uh, you know, once you – so those are things that you don't really think about once you race at a place for 10 years. So – uh, just learning people's new habits, things like that. Learning new race rules. Wiscasa has a lot of different di uh, race procedures uh, in terms of how starts and restarts are done. Every initial start and restart is done by the flagger, not the front row. Uh, inside lines not allowed to go below the lowest dashed line. You can't hug the curb, but you also cannot pass high or low before the start-finish line. Um, just a lot of extra things to kind of keep in the back of your head so that you don't fuck yourself. Whereas Beechridge, you could blow around half the fucking field on the outside as long as it was to the outside before the line and you could make it stick and not piss anybody off and just uh the race procedures it's different altogether really matt scene said if you were chairman of nascar what are the first three things you were doing cha slash changing the sport this applies to the sanctioning body as a whole not just the cup series three things let's make it one <clears throat> from each of us going to a racetrack each year that they've never been to I feel like logistically that's a lot tougher than we know. Probably, but that wasn't the question, though. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think ticket prices need to go fucking down too. I'd probably make a figure eight jump race <laughs> <laughs> with a fire ring in the middle, <laughs> like twisted metal. Yeah, test driving with destruction. Yeah, <laughs> trailer races. Um, uh, I'm gonna oh, start with oh. putting the numbers back where they belong. That's um, legit. Le legitimately, that's a good one. Don't even mandate yeah. it. Just wherever they want. Yeah, yeah sure. do whatever you want. Yeah, care. sure. Yeah, leave it up to the sponsors. Put it yeah. on the. Don't fucking, mandate it. That's put it all. on the windshield. Fuck it. Yeah, if you uh, want to wear a mask, wear a mask, but don't tell me I have to. Yeah. Right. Um, I am absolutely. Uh, I don't know that I'm scrapping Bristol dirt, but I'm definitely going back to two Bristol races. Explore uh, different options if you want yeah. dirt. Yeah. Go to a dirt track. I'm fixing the men or the whatever is going on between Tony Stewart and NASCAR. Um, that's going to be one of the first three, and we're going to Eldora. Eldora. Dirt. Uh, Get rid of the charter deal and just take the fastest 40 cars. Yep. Probably most, that. Most times there's not even 40 anyway. No, but I feel like yeah. that has a lot to do with the charter deal. It's a weird way that they do. The, Which I can see I why know. they did the charter because it's, that's a it's, selling, it's a selling point because right, – right. I can't sell you a sponsorship package if there's a chance that I'm not going to get to race. So I understand the that. the the biggest thing that they're trying to do it. They're trying to make it like a NHL, MLB, NFL, whatever, where you have equity in your franchise. You're basically making franchises. Yeah. That's all it is. So yeah. it's like you buy a they franchise at you know a million dollars. Well, now my franchise is worth ten million dollars if I want to sell my team. It's same thing that um, Robert Kraft has done with the Patriots. He bought it for pennies on the dollar. Now it's worth gazillions because they've won severed Super Bowls. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are worth a gazillion dollars, even though they fucking suck. Um, so they're just trying to build value in essentially a franchise. And they did that. Yes, they did. 
That was all the Patreon questions. Uh, but yeah, I think that. that um, like, we get some wings. <coughs> we got to do, do BFP what? picks for this. Week. BFP. Oh, also, uh, what is this episode one sixty four? Is that what you said? Um, so into week three now. Uh, presented to you by Chasing the Checkered. Uh, founded in 2017 as an online racing editorial and platform dedicated to bringing positivity to our local short track racing community. Featuring weekly race recaps from Wisconsin Speedway and other touring events, driver spotlight features, yearly fundraisers, and more. It's the place to go for all things short track related in Maine and New England. You can join the community today on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash chasing the checkered and Instagram at chasing the checkered. You'll be glad that you did. Also, uh, if you want to hear anything that happened this past weekend at Wiscasset, Amy Hinton Harrop, who is, uh, I don't know, CEO, president, all of that, whatever it is of chasing the checkered. She also works for Wiscasset Speedway now. So head on over to the Wiscasset website, look up all the race recaps. She is in charge of that. She does a hell of a job um, and is also a uh, featured logo on my race car. Yeah, I have one of her stickers on my car as well. I uh, I had a, uh, I signed an autograph in my notes as well. Actually, oh, uh, nice, congratulations! That was cool. That was the first time I had to sign an, or I signed an autograph that wasn't for apparently a car loan because I wreck a lot of them. Now that we just went through that, thank you for that. Um, but, uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel bad. Um, this kid's I think the kid's name is Alan. He had bought a T-shirt and I just instantly devalued it. I did see him over at the autograph table line. There was they had all the drivers out there that were racing in the <laughs> did race. Did you so sit at, at least, the autograph least, table? Line? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, I was sitting right next to Junior, busting his balls. No, but uh, I saw that he went over there and got the whole shirt signed by everyone. So that's that's actually cool. Um, I'm sorry that I made it significantly less cool. That is. So that's my bad. Where? Um, but uh, then also congrats to uh, our, our son, Cam, because he won our race pool by like a metric fuck ton. Good for Cam. So. Good. We don't have to pay child support this month. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where is NASCAR this weekend? Dover. 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 Which, oh, my God. Probably Kyle. Larson. So, <clears throat> Charlie, you lost um, again this week with Brad Keselowski, finished 23rd. I finished second with Noah, finished 20th. Noah looked like he was just strictly out there to not die because he never really once ever mixed it up with the pack. That's if good. He, if he was with the pack, he was on the tail end. Uh, looked like they were racing for business, not for wins, which uh, I can respect that being a small team. Yeah. He had told us that they really can't afford to trash that thing. So Strictly looked like what he was doing, and uh, Brad still, even though Bubba Wallace put the front clip through the windshield, still beat me. He Bubba finished 17th. So. Oh. Charlie, you get to pick first. Cup cars at Dover. Oof. I don't even know. Uh, I can't remember who I fucking have picked so far. But you've uh, used the ten, five, ninety nine, twenty four, eight, nine, eleven, sixteen, fourteen, and six. Have I used the forty eight? You have not. I'll use the forty eight. Al Bowman. Forty always gone good at Dover. Jimmy James Jonathan won a zillion races there. I'm just gonna pretend like that means anything, and Al Bowman's gonna win the race. I'm gonna take. Uh, I hate to root for him, but Martin Truex Jr. He's always pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, a good Dover. One. That's and, a good one. Uh, I haven't used him, and he needs to get off the Schneid. He hasn't really been in contention for a win yet, and maybe this weekend's the weekend. And Bradley, the way you thrusted your head back and rolled your eyes, I'm going to assume you were trying to pick the 19 car. I was most certainly picking the 19, Bob, and uh, <laughs> I was tossing around right as I was sitting there. I was going to pick the 19 all day. I couldn't remember well my plan. I, I didn't know that I finished first. I thought I was at least second. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to take the 19 if no one else does. Um, oh, fuck me. I don't want to That's take... twice you've asked now. <sighs> yeah, I'm all set. Well, I need an excuse where all my ass hurts. Um, well, if it already hurts, then this isn't going to be enjoyable. Well, it's not that bad. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't. I. I really don't want to use. Well, um, give me. Rosh has sand two weeks in a row. No, no. 
Mm. Also, fun fact, Ross Chastain won both races, one at uh, Coda and Talladega with the same exact race car. They're the same type of track. Yeah, same exact place. Man, fuck it. Give me Chase Elliott. Okay. I was between Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson, but I don't want to burn up Kyle Larson here. I actually probably should have because Chase Elliott's a lock on road courses mostly, but I'll use Truex there. Fuck you. Um, uh, So this weekend, I'll be at Star, opening night, 350 Super Modifieds, presented by Night Owl Designs, Creations. I never get that right. I'm so sorry, Greg. Um, Don't exactly know the start time, but uh, follow, uh, follow my socials. I'll keep everybody updated. Been sh- for sure trying to fuck around with the Photoshop a little bit. I know Brad got it so we could do show things, and I've done nothing but use it for personal use. So sorry about that, Brad. Well, that's fine. It just gets <laughs> taken out of my account every month, and I just am like, why did we even buy this? Um, but it's starting to the Twitter has started to pick up. Yeah, so follow the Photoshop burner account. Um, <laughs> it may or may not just be us, but uh, they're pretty funny tweets. Can so, I, cannot confirm nor deny. My Ooh. favorite thing is just going and seeing the things what? that I didn't tweet because <laughs> it also makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, and then trying to figure out what did. did Brad or Charlie? I think I'm pretty that. good at who's who's yeah, saying you, you, what. You, yeah. you, can, you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's again one of those things that's mostly for us. I had a pretty well, oh, uh, not me, but someone had a pretty some solid. Traction. Someone, it wasn't. I don't even think it was this one, but I, I was I, my shopping cart one got some yeah, play. Yeah. Someone <laughs> that had. Was a, you? I thought that was Brad. <laughs> no, someone had. So look at that. You have no idea who tweeted it. Uh, someone, well, I tweeted. Someone tweeted something. It wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't us. Not, we don't have any us. affiliation. We have with no affiliation with BFP that, that underscore burner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give him a follow for sure. And I, someone tweeted something, and I personally got a, like three or four messages like, who the fuck runs this account? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wasn't. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. I think I read read this description. It says clearly not affiliated with that Black Flag yeah, Pod, yeah. but you should listen to their show because those dudes fuck. It's right. definitely not us. Probably. No. Yeah. I mean, or is it? it? It's definitely not. Could definitely. some of them could be our thoughts, but maybe it's still not us. Um, yeah. But all right, let's go get wings. One sixty four. Maddie Sanborn. Uh, yep. Devin Deshays. Yep. I think Garrett Austin Evans, Ty- isn't Tyler Tyler Chase. Yep, Tyler yep. Chase sixty four. Uh, Austin Beers drove that yep. sixty four last year. Does he <laughs> drive that? Is that his normal number? I don't know. I think he's forty five normally. But yeah. He drove like the sixty four on the tour. Um, yeah, that Garrett Evans fellow from the West Coast that came yeah. and drove from the state of Washington to run the Oxford 250 one year. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. 64. Not a, again, not a, not super a big number. Fun. No. Didn't Archie say in the lair when he ran that beetle bug? Wasn't that number 64? Oh, I, feel I, don't, like? I don't know about. I didn't even know yeah, that was a thing. Know. Yeah, he ran a beetle bug <laughs> for a couple of years. Guy owned a cup team, but he was running beetle bugs in Thursday. Fuck yeah, <laughs> let's go. I didn't know that was a thing. I absolutely yeah. love that. All right, but, let's go uh, yeah. fucking house some wings, boys. Yeah, hey, dog. All right. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car. 